pencil. Today's society, there are very few places where you can still be yourself, and the freedom of expression actually exists. into Saturday night. Your Saturday night former brothers are with you. Pepe, what is the deal with uh, the earlier we get here on a Saturday night, the more frantic we are to get everything together? It's the, the WJFK syndrome. I don't know what exactly it is, and I don't know if that's something just in life in general, but it's I think it honestly dubs is one of those it's one of those weird areas where you feel like you have everything under control, you know, and so you're able to get in here later and you just kind of coast in. And there's not so much pressure, but the longer you're here, the longer you're just sitting around. Thinking about it. The longer yeah. you think about other things and things that could go wrong in life. I don't know whether it is you uh, at your job performing whatever task it is you have. Uh, maybe before you're going to go speak in front of a... Uh, a uh, you know a gathering of your fellow co-workers and things like that but i think whenever you're there too early when you get to places too early it ends up being really really frantic because you think of all that could go wrong and vice versa by the way i am el jefe that is j dubs we are your saturday night brothers hanging out with you uh tommy bateman will be taking your phone calls at uh, a different set of phone numbers 866-277-4969 866-277-4969 Two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Moving up into the into the in the the big shoes, the big Ron and Fez phone numbers, uh, and that's part of what we were talking about. And things just you get here and stuff doesn't work. I don't have that. My computer doesn't work. Uh, the phone, the regular phone numbers don't work. So we've got to go with the eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine phone numbers. Johnny Punani is here as well to uh to help and hang out as we've got so much. That we want to talk to you about, uh, Dubs. Before we get into our our little situation that we have, mm -hmm. uh, the issues that you and I have, uh, I would like to tease what's coming up in the hideout this evening. As I I was reading Latina magazine, and do you read this, J Dubs? No, surprise. <laughs> and in Latina magazine, there was this <laughs> there was this great article about getting your virginity back and common problem in the latino community i hear hey actually oddly enough it's it's really really odd uh, the way that the the way the article breaks stuff down so we've got this article that we're gonna kind of read to you but just something to think about this evening. I don't know. Maybe there are people that are going to be losing their virginity at some point. It is a Saturday night in the nation's capital. Who knows? Somebody may finally be uh, popping that thing. 
But um, breaking the plane, <laughs> breaking the plane. Um, so many euphemisms that we could actually go through and talk about uh, a month ago. But we can't say. But it is an interesting before. article nonetheless. So we have that for you. Also, there was this amazing piece on ESPN that it was on SportsCenter, and I recorded it. And it was a piece about athletes and their fidelity. Yeah, and, I, I watched this too. I, actually, I just skimmed across it. Um, probably about 10 a.m. during Sports Center, and it caught my eye. I ended up watching the whole thing. It's a great piece. Um, what is the name of the lady who um, did the piece? Kelly Neal. And it was for Outside the Lines, and they ran it during ESPN. And we've actually got the whole piece, and we're going we're gonna to play portions of it for you. But basically talking about athletes and the amount of sex that they have access to and how hard it is for athletes who were married to stay faithful. This is like a really interesting piece, and we can delve into some interesting things there. Honestly, I, I watched the piece, and I think that athletes have almost passed up the rock star, uh, the rock star people, and uh, the tail they get because um, maybe not in the quantity, but definitely the quality. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, who, t- I mean, who's, who do you think's probably getting a better quality of tail? Um, Gilbert Arenas. Point guard for the Washington Wizard. Or Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> Dio. Um, who are some other rock stars? I mean, you got even, even Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit. I mean, I've seen the people he's been with, you know. But he he gets famous people. No, but he doesn't. He says he does, and everybody denies it. He lies about it. Little... But, then, but then you see some of his actual girlfriends that he's had, and they aren't too much to speak of. Anyway, that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll do that in about an hour or so. So the virginity thing, the... Uh, the sports thing. We got a couple of other things that we want to delve into. I went to go vote this week, which was really cool. And I'm going to tell you, it's so funny because I don't know if you knew about this, Dubs, and I'll tease you about it later. I'll yeah. tease you now. I'll tell you about it later. Tim Mosley is ready to quit the music business. Who? Tim Mosley. Who? And this is sending shockwaves throughout the music industry. Who? I will tell you about Tim Mosley, and you know who Tim Mosley is. Don't act like you don't know. Who? And so I will tell you about this, and I'm going to tell you and draw the correlation, something that I came up with on my own, and I want to see if you or the listeners can come up with any flaws in it, the parallels between radio and, like, music radio specifically and Congress. Oh, yeah. And politicians. And I sat down, and I made a chart. Now, of course, it's radio, and you can't see the chart, but I actually created a whole chart that I want to go through and so, so that people can kind of realize how corrupt it can be and how little say when it really comes down to it, how little say you have in the music that you hear on the radio, as well as what agendas get pushed uh, in the United States of America. Even if there is any say at all. I mean, I remember a couple stations we worked at where there is no say the, uh, the, uh, Request even when we did like the top five requested songs of the night, they were just already pre-planned. Something that we need to get more spins in on. Remember, we need to talk about no requests. You know, maybe we should even call Shafee for this. Yeah, because uh, Shafee is one of the few people. Well, we should. We'll get into it later. This is really, really interesting, especially for those of you that are radio files. Speaking of radio files, actually, people are calling in on the wrong number still. So eight six six two seven seven four nine six nine eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Speaking of radio files, we have one who will be joining us on the show this evening. Uh, runs a website, 
So we'll chat with that person a little bit later on in the night as well. Just so much stuff to get to. So excited. It's Saturday night. We're back here with you. Unfortunately, um, as you probably heard in listening to the weekend replay of the Ron and Fez show, those of you that tuned into the last 15, 20 minutes of the hideout last weekend, you heard some fighting. You heard a little rumbling going on. Some jibber-jabbering, going at the jaw, uh, running smack. When did you turn into Mr. T? Enough of the jibber-jabber. And that was between me and Dubs. And Dubs and I, for the sake of this show, because we need to have every good show that we can uh, so that we can get a job in another market. Tommy, you better be taping back there. Bef- before, the, before the station folds. Um, I'm just kidding about that. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but Dubs and I have decided to put aside our differences uh, based on the fact that we actually need to sit here and we need to do any kind of a good show. You know what? The week after I beat your ass in the ring, the station is going to be gone. I'm not even going to have my name on a show. I know it's going to happen. I'm telling you this. I am willing. I am willing to... Be happy about that. If for some reason JFK is completely done away with in two weeks after the fight and it's now J-Dub's hack zone or J-Dub's treehouse or whatever it is, yeah, I am completely fine with losing my show and not ever being on the air again if you beat my ass. Well, be prepared to uh, quit radio then. Here's what happened. Okay. So last week, J-Dub's starts bitching like he always bitches. No, 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 no. I'll start it. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to tell the story. Two weeks ago, we decided that, you know, maybe a name change is in order for the show. I'm like, all right, cool. I gave up that fight a while back. Okay, first of all, the na- the show's name was El Jefe's Hideout. There was a name change because we now refer to it as The Hideout featuring El Jefe and J-Dubs. And I was fine with that. But two weeks ago... You, you were like, F it. I don't want to do even the hideout anymore. You know, I want, to, I want to change the name totally. And I didn't because of the current FCC climate. I say there is no such thing as a radio hideout. There is no place where you can go and discuss things in an open forum because we're really lacking on our freedom of speech. And that was my situation. However, last week, about this time, and we're not going to do it again at this time, we spent a whole hour talking about the FCC and losing rights and all of that, and I figured we, we've, we've hashed it out, we've talked it out, I think that everything is fine, and we can continue to name the show The Hideout. Punani? Hey, Tommy, can you get in here? They're about to go at it again. So now... At the end of the show last week, Dubs is like, hey, what about the name change? Yeah, because you, you teased it. I, well... Guys, you, I'm, I'm standing between you. Stop. Stop. Punani, hold Stop. on a second. Stop. Seriously. <sighs> Seriously. But don't throw fists. That's all I ask. Shut up. We're not throwing fists. Don't you make got, stuff up. You almost did it last week after the show. We're trying, no, people don't know about that. Hold on. We're trying to get into something here. We're not, we're not about to throw fists. Last week, you guys, back in the back, were about to go at it. Last and Tommy week, and I had to step between you. Now, last week, I seriously was upset. Last week, I seriously was pissed. And you seem like you had your feelings hurt. And I said some things that I meant last week. The fact the fact that you were a hanger on her, the fact that you wouldn't be in Washington, D.C. without me, the fact that you're riding coattails, you know, these general facts that I think most of society has uh, decided are probably Who are true. you to say ah, damn stop, thing? No, stop. 
Stop. When you are just a dumb person. You are merely a dump person. Who are you to say who has talent, who doesn't, who should be on a show, who shouldn't be on a show? First of all, I am not a dump person. Yes, I, you are. I am a content editor. I am also a programming assistant, if you may know. <laughs> I am also a transitional producer at the time right now. So you're a transvestite. <laughs> so I'm no longer just a quote-unquote dump person. All right, let's get that straight. And secondly, what do you do? You eat hot peppers. You sit in buckets of ice. You have people shoot you with paintballs. You don't get weekend re replay together. You don't send air checks. I don't get weekend replay together? You don't send air checks to clients. The hell I don't. We, I have no problems with the air checks now. I have no problems with the weekend replay. I have no problems logging the shows. I have no problems doing anything. I, had a, I was a little backed up at it at first because when you cried like a baby and had to run up to the dump room and leave me down by myself, I got a little backed up. I'm sorry. I was picking up the load for two of us. Here's the thing. If you didn't, if you would actually do your job and not smoke maybe 20 times in the day, every... I am here for 13 hours. I think I should be able to smoke whenever I want. Not when you're not getting your job done. In fact, I wish Cameron would impose this rule. If you don't get your job done, you don't get to smoke. And I think that's a problem with America. I think that's why we're getting passed up by the Chinese and by people in India. They don't take smoke breaks. They don't go out and just hang out leisurely and, and uh, have meaningless conversations with people on the stoop and down in the basement like J-Dubs does. J-Dubs taking time off and wandering around the mall, checking out young women who happen to maybe get out of school early. This is what J-Dubs does with his day. And you wonder why Ron does that once about their producers being so horrible. And I think that's the situation that you're in. And so now because of this, Dubs has decided he wants to fight me. And, John, welcome into the hideout. Hey, what's up? What up? Hey, call see if uh, Dubs saw somebody be in his corner yet. Why would you be in Dubs' corner? <laughs> uh, I was, uh, uh, we bonded during the trip, the uh, ski trip. Oh, yeah, John. He's yeah, a... I was on there. You see, I make friends. I am a likable person, unlike you, Hefe, who gets this big head and big ego and has to have everything surrounding around him. Are you willing to be in his corner, John? Yeah, I'll be in his corner. Do you have any kind of fight uh, experience? Uh, he's a brother, man. Hey! Three fights count. What is that? Why would you say because he's a brother, he automatically I, knows how to fight? I can beat up a, a brother. I know that much. That's one. What are you talking about? I wouldn't fight this guy. I know him. How are you likable? How are you likable when you continue? John to, loves me. When you continue <laughs> to spat out racist views like that, he's a brother. All blacks know how to fight. That's what they hey, taught me. Hey, is that a bad stereotype? No. That, that's what he taught. That's what they taught me in Fowlerville. That's what they did. We used to talk about it in the kitchen in Fowlerville Farms. They did. All right, John. Um, uh, I'll see you in my corner, bro. Dubs doesn't need you. Dubs told me. Dubs told me he hates you <laughs> because you're colored. That's what he told me. That's you can not go around calling people colored? I didn't say. I'm repeating what you said to me. That's I never said, said colored. I never was, said colored. I was sitting, hanging out with this colored guy, John. <laughs> that's what that's what Dub said. And how dare you not mention that on the air? Why don't okay, you be truthful okay. on the air? What did you tell me just a couple weeks ago how you can't stand Puerto Ricans or Cubans? I can't. <laughs> All right, do you want to get into this now? I, I, if you're going to bring up why, I, I said I don't like a colored guy. I'm admitting it. I'm admitting it, and you refuse to admit the fact that you called John colored. I did not call John colored. Here's the thing, and I don't mean 
that I don't like yes, Puerto do. Ricans and Cubans. I you said they have no work ethic. No. That's what you told me. Now you were lying. Now you were lying. And why did you say that? You, 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 said, you, that said, you said they are the armpit of the human race. That's what you told me. Were you talk, This is the conversation you were talking about, John? Is that what it is? No, this is when you were talking about Cubans and Puerto Ricans. I think you're completely misled in your views. And I do not. I do not condone anything that Dubs has said about Puerto Ricans, Cubans, or John. I want to make it's that clear. That's what you said. You even admitted it. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you skirting the issue of the fact that I'm going to beat your ass on March 17th? Skirting the issue? Now you, you hung up on my corner guy. You're trying to make this into a racial issue. And this is not a racial issue. You, you said I called someone colored. This is the difference. This is the difference between you and me. I don't see race. I don't see... Except if they're Cuban or Puerto Rican. I don't even know where these lies come from. I, I just wanted to interject, J-Dubs, you got a perfect excuse if you lose. He's Mexican, so he's a better fighter. Oscar de la Hase. That's I want. I want. I wouldn't all, go that far, man. I want all the callers to refer to me from henceforth as Oscar de la Hase, uh, Senor Oscar uh, de la Hase, whatever you want to do. But and remember, I'm just as pretty as Oscar is too. <laughs> so, ladies, when you come out to dream on March 17th, you can take some Oscar de la Hase's hair home with you. Because I'm going to shave that bitch off. And that's what we got right now. J Dubs, you going with the Jerry Quarry? That's Who? Jerry Quarry? No. You got the white guy that never won? That's going to be dubs. Because what is it you said? Colors can fight. What? Pull I never tape. said colors. He said it earlier. I said John can fight because I, I think black people are tough. I'm, it's just something I think. 866-277-4969. It may be ignorant. And I want to say this, too. Oh, it may be. Maybe. God, nice start to the show. You and your racist views. You said Puerto Ricans and Cubans are the armpit of the human race. Prove it. I never said that. Ever. Just said earlier. Pull the tape. <laughs> um, new phone numbers that again, 866 277 So Dubs and I are fighting. But we're going to put aside our issues because we don't want to bitch for four hours. We don't want to bitch at each other for four hours. Just so you know, though, uh, it's, a, it's a hair versus ink match. I have put up my dreadlocks. More than confident in the fact that I am going to be able to beat J-Dubs uh, and knock him out in this fight. So if I win, Dubs is going to get a tattoo that says uh, El Jefe, El Jefe's hideout. If you win, which will not happen, but let's just say J-Dubs wins. Every dog has its day. I'll just say that now. There's a chance that I could slip on the uh, sal uh, saliva that Dubs leaves on the canvas. Um, something like that nature. If I, for some reason, happen to, to get knocked out, which I don't foresee, then uh, I would have to have to have my uh, my head shaved and lose my beautiful dread. Whatever you have left of it. We'll see if you're talking smack now. Low. how horrible is J-Dubs? Are you there? Who the hell, who the hell is J-Dubs? He's the talking one. About, talking He's... about black people automatically know how to fight because we black? Exactly. I never said that. What the hell, man? What is seriously? I think, I think you a closet racist. What I think. And you know, I'll tell you this. I don't even think he's closet. Not too far in the closet. I mean, you gotta real. You gotta remember where Dubs man, grew up. I'm hold a whole bunch of brothers down there in your corner, Hefe. We gonna be right there with. with Thank you. Remember Dubs? Not that mother out. Right. You remember that J Dubs grew up in Fowlerville, Michigan, the the home of the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Low. I'm, I apologize. You're probably the one brother that can't fight. What? Oh, oh. All right, Lo, how All about right. this? How about this? We get together. We get together at Dream on March 17th, and together we whoop Dubs' ass.
for all of our people. Because you need help. That's what you're saying. Now you need you need a tag team partner. I'm fine with that. I'm standing up for the rights of uh, me, me and John. I'm standing up for the rights of black people and all minorities, which you continue to put down when you're talking about Puerto Ricans and Cubans. You and said that. Thank you, Lo. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Look at you sitting over in the corner giggling, laughing. I'm not giggling. I'm I'm putting together the show like you should be doing. I'm so happy. There is one positive thing to come out of all this, is that Dream has a no nudity policy, so, so we don't we don't have to go shirtless in the boxing match. That, that's one thing that we can agree on. That's one thing that I fear, because I'll tell you this: if I had to go shirtless in the boxing match, I wouldn't fight. No, uh, uh-uh. I I would not fight. So say if I'm in the ring with you, I grab your shirt somehow and rip it off. You'll just run out of the ring. Yeah, covering up. I'll be, I'll be like, I'll be like the girl in like every movie or like that Snoop Dogg video for G thing, and she's sitting there and she's playing volleyball, and the guy comes up behind her and pulls off her bikini, and she's like running away, covering up. That would be me. Here's one of the biggest problems. The reason that I don't like to be shirtless, Dubs, is because I'm very pale for a Mexican, and like I think I maybe even be your like your skin tone. Like, yeah, you aren't very very much more dark than me. I'm very fair skinned. And I'm very hairy. So when you've got this black, coarse hair on top of this pale skin, it just it doesn't it doesn't bode well. On top of the fact that maybe I could stand to lose a couple pounds. You know, I could about ten, maybe only ten, seven pounds, something like that. Now, do we have to weigh in for this fight? Because that's another thing that I don't want to do. Yeah, actually, I have to have you guys weigh in this weekend. Really? Yeah, I need to get to, get a hold of the commission and give the weights in. Uh, two oh five. 205. Yeah. <laughs> Stand up. All right. 205. Punani, how much do you want? I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at that dent in the chair you left. <laughs> that is not a dent that a 205 man would leave. <laughs> what about a 205 woman? No. Oh, sorry. I'm stuck. I had, what, do we yeah. start talking about your girlfriends? I, well, hey, you know. <laughs> See, I can tell. If you, I mean, if you were a woman, I'd know exactly how much you weigh. I am no, a, you're 205. I'm a stocky person. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a stocky person. Um... 205, easily. Rob, welcome into the hideout. Hey, guys. First time listening to the show. Uh, first off, can't be giving J-Dubs too much crap for being from Michigan. It's a lot better than being around here lately. I'm from Farmington Hills, so if he knows that area. Well, I mean, we that's how Dave... Where are you from? Farmington Hills? Oh, yeah. Well, Dubs and I met in Michigan. We spent three years. I lived in Ann Arbor. We met together in Lansing. Dubs is from Fowlerville. You're from, you're from Farmington Hills. You know that Fowlerville, Michigan is a backwoods breeding ground for the KKK. Yeah. It is not. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I mean, there's more areas around here starting uh, southwest Virginia that you're probably more apt to see more KKK. Well, and, I'm not uh, going to disagree with that. And, uh, you know, first, like I said, first time listening, i got to tell you, Abba, you sound like a prima donna, man. Oh, it's true. You, you, you're sitting there complaining. It's like, oh, J-Dub don't do this. J-Dub don't do that. Well, quit complaining about it and do it. What the? What? Wait a second. I'm complaining about the fact that he doesn't do something. What, am I supposed to continue to carry him on my no, back? No, no, you are, you are supposed to pick up the weight that you should be carrying. Instead of saying, hey, have to, I don't do this, so uh, J-Dub should do this. I don't do this, so J-Dub should do this. And you have nothing left to do except for sit there on your high horse. Wow. Wow, how people become arrogant. I can't wait to see you when you're out of a job. And then I move on to the next market because I have no problems getting jobs. And I call you and be like, "Hey, man, we got an opening. I'd love to be. I'd love to work with you. I'd love to work with you again. You're a talented kid. You come out here 
and all of a sudden it's all about you. Forget forget who brought you out here. Forget who let you live on their couch. Forget who gives you food and money constantly when you have the full-time job. But you took half of your wife's money. So you got a bunch of free money that you are you just burning a hole in your pocket. And that's the other thing. If you're genuinely friends, if you were friends, how is it that someone who's supposed to be your friend is always going to throw in the fact that you're separated and that you're going through a Hello? divorce? Hello, who is this? Oh, this is me. I have to call the warm line on. Sorry. Dumb. <laughs> what? Oop. Just cut somebody off. All right. And yes, Dubs did punch his clown on my blanket. <laughs> That's another thing people are bringing up on the uh, AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. It was a good session. AOL for Broadband, our content partner. Go there, use it, navigate 106.7 WJFK.com or WJFK.com and get all the info you need about the big fight that's coming up. He might have punched his clown, but was he thinking about your ex-wife? <sighs> um, I mean, I think that, right. that would be over the top. Tommy, don't pick it up. Just pick it up now. I don't know if they want to talk to us. Uh, hide out. You're on the air. That call is right. You are a prima donna. Oh, is this Cameron? Yes. What's your issue? Uh, I wanted to call, and I've decided I'm going to put $100 on dubs. All right. Our friendship's over. How dare you? In fact, Bateman, get in here. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you another thing. Bateman sent me this email, and in the title of it, it said Cameron. And I was like, no, oh, what? Bateman or just hung up on me? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, what is this about? And, he, and I, so I opened it up the email. Of course, I'm an AOL for broadband, our Thank content you. partner. And That's four weeks. And under it, it says, F him. But it has it completely spelled out. And that's okay. all he wanted to say because you bet against Bateman. He, he told me, spoon first, Cameron next. That's what he told me. Yeah, he wants to fight you. He's like, at the big-ass night of fights four, I want to fight Cameron. Ask him how long he wants his job. <laughs> yeah, how long do you want the job? Well, I'm getting paid so well, Jesus. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know how I'll be able to afford to give this up on the income. It may be kind of tough. I may be able to go to, to Wendy's and make more money. Hey, is new Rory available tonight? <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully. Um, why would you pick dubs over me? How dare you? I don't know. I just... Retard I'm strength? Of, I'm a fan of dubs. Yeah. And why is everyone a fan of dubs? Because when you just start shouting... <laughs> He's a rabbit. I am. All right, you have nothing to say. See you later. <laughs> you don't do that enough. <laughs> Here's the thing. I want to say this, too. Somebody around this station has the gall and the nerve to say that I have a chip on my shoulder. How dare they? How could I have a chip? <laughs> How could I have? Listen to him. I can't even get out of sitting what? without him throwing in a racial comment. Um, just call me a spick. Go ahead. Just do it. I know you wanted to all your life. Just call me a spick. No. Do it. Why would I do that? You called my mother one. Well, she deserved it. See? You see what I'm saying? But I said it to her face. You I, see, think that's, I think that's fine. You see what I got to work with? <laughs> you are indecent. You your were... mom was indecent that night, and she deserved it. Indecent and obscene. You you agreed. That's you said the same thing to her right after I did. That smell. I actually almost said it in unison. Smell is indecent. <laughs> hey, Ma. 866-277-4969. Is it true that you, uh, your mother, used to uh, have oral relations with the Grand Wizard of the KKK? That is not, not true. Liberal? 
And, Not that I know of. In the custodial uh, closet in the elementary that, school that, where that, she works. That never happened at Fowlerville uh, Krieger Elementary School. <laughs> elementary? Elementary school. They taught y'all coloreds in elementary. Two things that are wrong. They're black or African-American. I have not said the word colored. I'm washing my hands of that right now. I've not said the word colored. And it's, it's elementary. 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 All right, Punani, I'm sorry. I feel like we're so frazzled in this first segment because of you and your, your hate speech. But it is elementary, is it not? Elementary. What? You were both wrong. Elementary school. It's elementary well, school. Well, you, you, were, you were both kind of correct. It's elementary school. It's not tree. It's yeah. Terry. Terry. I'm telling you the way that it is said. No, it's not. The way that it is said in... Tommy, bring the dictionary. Hold on a second. The way that it is said in most of America, the, the majority of America says elementary school. Well, the, the majority of America is stupid. You watch... No, the mo majority of America speaks English, and that's elementary. Nobody says elementary. Or what do you say? El elementary school. Elementary? Yeah, elementary school. This is such a stupid show. <laughs> exactly. The only thing is you're pronouncing the second syllable way too strong. Elementary house. Elementary house. Stupid tree house. <laughs> Keep your tree house. How does it know that once we get fired from this station, once we are forced out of WJFK and they're kicking us out and Alan's giving us the bird, saying, get out of here. You almost cost us the license. Get out of here. Scram. Um, that you would have left your mark on Washington, D.C., and that the standard for all that sucks in broadcasting is the treehouse in Washington, D.C. Not not the Hot Boys on, on 99.5, not JV over at More Music 104. The lowest, the lowest rung on the totem pole of sucking is the treehouse with J-Dubs and Bateman. Please, Dave, on DCR-TV, be correct, and FA is getting fired this week. Please, Dave, call this one correct. Stop lying just because a caller said something. Son of a bitch. I've got my... All I know is I've got my resume, and I'm ready to rock. Yeah, we do need to go over our resumes. We ought to actually... You know what we ought to do? It would be kind of funny. Just to see just to see how it goes. We ought to, like, talk up some records and put together a demo tape. That's good. Because it's so near the end here. Yeah. And I was thinking about this, too. You know, we got, they got, they're cracking down so hard on, you know, this kind of radio... Where you say colored, that kind of stuff. You know, they I never like that. said that. They're doing this thing where they're cracking down on us so hard. I'm thinking, I may just want to go to music radio and just wait till all this blows over and then get back in later on. So maybe we could talk up some records. Run, like, run with the tail between your legs. Yeah, crack producer uh, Tommy Bateman, uh, soon to be Ron and Fez producer. <laughs> um, actually, you're both right. I did not know this. It's pronounced both ways. See? Thank you. But this I, is why you guys are a good team, and that's why we're not going to argue anymore tonight, correct? I th Happy faces. I think the mo most of America would say elementary, and I want to leave it at that. Uh, we don't, uh, because, again, we continually get ignored, uh, ignored by the sales staff, I guess because I have a chip on my shoulder, no matter how likable Dubs is, we're going to play music for you. So in this go-round, this actually kind of reminds me of uh, the early El Jefe's hideout days, because obviously the show has changed and it is now merely the hideout. Um, but this reminds me of those days where we play, uh, you know, a song an hour, four songs a night for you. Of course, we're going to have Mandatory Manson. We're going to have the old school jam of the week. This is, speaking of Michigan, something that Dubs and I played before. And a song, um, a band that I went to go see at the State Theater in Detroit. And one of the reasons that I really, really dig on the band is because the bassist, I don't even know if the band's together anymore, but the bassist was this really hot white chick with dreads. 
And why does it matter if she's white racist? I don't think that's racist at all. I'm trying to paint a picture. I'm trying to paint a picture of the fact that she was wearing a belly shirt, she was white, and she had, like, these blonde dreadlocks, and she'd stand up playing the bass, like, standing on top of this box, like, grinding against the bass. Would you think she's hot if she was Puerto Rican? Of course I would. Those were our... My, my Boricuas are beautiful, along with my Cubans. I got a funny story about Puerto Ricans, too. I'm sure you do. It actually relates to this virginity thing in this Latina magazine article that I saw. Uh, we'll talk about that more next. Let's uh, let's do this. Uh, the name of the song is The Remedy, and the uh, the band is Abandoned Pools. Wow, I've lost it. I don't know how I'm going to talk up records. Abandoned Pools, The Remedy, 106.7 WJFK, LFA and Dubs.
on Wednesday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Come to Dream on 1350 Oakey Street Northeast in Washington, D.C. for a Ron and Fez live broadcast. Come and see the geek wonder boy take on the Greek Mikey D. You wimp. You're a coward. And watch El Jefe go toe-to-toe against J-Dubs. You're a hack. I will beat your ass. Also, Spoon against Tommy Bateman. Slim, you're in trouble. Bad, bad trouble. Really not too freaked out about it. Start swimming. It doesn't stop there. Crazy Jen will try her hot hand at the Cool Hand Loop Challenge. I'm a big loser. 50 eggs in one hour. That all happens at the St. Pat's Fat live at Dream in Washington, D.C. And now, back to Infinity Broadcasting's lame attempt at affirmative action. Washington 106.7. WJFK. All right, it's time for Mm, abandoned Pools always calms me down. That's a sexy song. That's one of those songs that you would want to make love to. You know, that's a CD that you could easily pop in and, you know, your chick's going to be into it. Uh, El Hefe and J-Dubs are with you. Pununani hanging out as well. Bateman taking your phone calls. New phone number for the evening. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. So there you heard uh, the big fight and what's going to go down. We've already talked about it. We're not going to spend any more time yelling at each other. We've already wasted enough time on the show. Uh, however, um, we will put our put our differences aside for the next three hours and 20 minutes. As we entertain you, because we do have a number of stuff that we do want to continue to discuss with you this evening. Of course, 866-277-4969. Bateman is begging me to restart a game that we've played before. So um, I suppose we'll go ahead and play the game that Bateman wants us to play. I I have no problem. Time to play Pizza for Plugs. So we used to do this game a while back. (laughs) And actually, it's just us groveling. Yeah, us just begging for someone to bring us food. (laughs) You remember we used to play that song, uh, The Remedy, Abandoned Pools at the Edge. And every time we'd ask for food or people to come you know, hang out, we'd get in trouble. Would you? Would we really? Over at when I was working at the edge, we'd get in trouble for it. I never got in trouble. I always said, "Man, I'm they're hungry." Like, they're, she, like, they're like, "This is payola and ball, oh, you know, plugola or whatever they say." Yeah, plugola. And um, it's a game on the hideout <laughs> until I'm told otherwise. Pizza for plugs. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Basically, you bring a pizza down here, and we'll kick you a shout. That's the way it. That's the way it happens. Any shout you want. You don't have to be from a pizza place. You can go buy a pizza, and we'll give whatever you want to plug. But here's the thing: we can't actually say we're doing it for the pizza legally. So what we will do? You bring a pizza down here. You'll be our friend. We just happen to realize you're our friend, and we want to talk about the place that you work. So pizza for plugs. Another exclusive. Uh, from El Jefe and J-Dubs on uh, 106.7 WJFK. Speaking of food, you were such an embarrassment. Why? All right, let me tell let me tell a couple of stories. Because is there anything specific that you want on the pizza, J-Dubs, or is there something that you can't have and you're going to wig out about? No, pizza is a pretty uh, open thing. I, I enjoy pepperoni and bacon, though. Oh, that's a good combo. Pepperoni, I think bacon. Anything with bacon is good. Oh, yeah. I don't understand people, like, especially, I guess it happens in religions, where people refuse to eat pork. Yeah, that, that's just stupid. I, <laughs> it's a hoofed animal. I don't care. I'll eat the hoofed animal. I'll eat the hoofed animal. I mean, if, if, if the Grim Reaper were walking up with, like, a roll of bacon in his hand, I'd welcome him and be like, hey, how come you don't have pork chops, too? 
I love pork that much. Now, I used to have this very, very obese friend, and he would uh, he invite me over. I think we were like in middle school or something at the time, and his family was obese as well. They're like, hey, are you hungry? Do you want something to eat? Yeah, you guys look like you eat well. Sure, we'll, we'll have uh, dinner. He throws a hot dog, you know, starts cooking the hot dog, cuts a hole in the hot dog, starts stuffing cheese inside the hot dog, wraps it with bacon, Oh, gives me about five of these things and expects me to eat them all. I'll tell you what, it was one of the best hot dogs I've ever had, though. But, I mean, now I know why that guy was just so oh, grossly big. So what? You only got so long to live. Let me see that pen. Let me write that down. I'm going to write this down. Hold on a second. So you get a hot dog. You get a hot dog. Stuffed with cheese. Well, you start cooking the hot dog just a little bit first. Okay. And then you, so it's easy to split open? Yeah. And then you just cut a hole. Like, just cut a slit. Right? Uh, now, do you put squeezed cheese or do you Velveeta or can plain old American cheese work? Plain old American cheese will work. Good. I'm an American. And then, right then, you start wrapping it with bacon. Usually one good strip of bacon. Wrap it up. Set it back on the fryer. Just keep on rolling it. Oh, you do it on the fryer? Yeah. Oh, this isn't something that's microwave uh, accessible? No. Now, what about this? I tell you how you make it even one step better, and you're going to laugh at me, and I'm sure you'll make some sort of racial joke, but could you imagine if you then wrapped that in a tortilla? Because then you got you got like it all, or like even a flatbread. Yeah, flatbread. That's what I was about to say. And they this is basically a tortilla. It's a, it's a tortilla but for Mexicans, and it's flatbread for white people. That's the way Dove's society is set out. That's the way he talks it, about colors. It's, I didn't talk about. Can we move past that? Because pretty soon people are going to believe that. I'm trying to move past you. I got to work with you. Every time I stare at you, all I can see coming out of your mouth is colors. You should just write you it. You know we can't say mouth. that. You know we can't say that. What? I, you know we can't say it twice, definitely. All right. How about inside the flatbread or tortilla, you throw some chili in there, too, when you wrap it up. That's too much. No. I think it's, it's just right. Now you're taking it too far. So here's the thing. By the way, you know what I was watching today? Undercover Brother. That was like I haven't a, seen that yet, and I hear it's so hilarious. I fell asleep during it just because I needed a nap before the show. I look at your mind already working. No, I'm, I'm waiting for you to make the joke on me saying colored or something. No, but you know what was so funny about this undercover brother thing is that they have this whole bit. Because you know how you hate mayonnaise, right? You hate mayonnaise. So because, because you hate mayonnaise, because you hate mayonnaise, we even did this whole thing a couple of weeks ago where you wouldn't eat um these burgers that some of our friends brought. I'll let you continue with the story, even though the the deal was, if I took a bite out of that burger with mayonnaise, you never brought my mayonnaise thing up again. But keep on going. Well, I wasn't going to pick on you okay. about it. I just thought because you have that hang up. That's yeah. all I was going to say. Well, in this under undercover brother thing, they're trying to teach him how to be white, and it's this really funny bit about how he has to eat a sandwich with mayonnaise. And I can't. I, I didn't know this, but apparently this is well known in the community. Where mayonnaise is supposed to be white people food, and you got to exactly. Put a, I don't know why you're calling me a racist when gotta, I when I am in t in touch with the urban community. So Dubs and I go to Panera. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier. I'm in training. I'm ready to uh, to beat the uh, racist's ass. Yeah. So we go over to Panera, and I guess they have this new thing called the four cheese bread, like turkey, smoked turkey, or something or other. Like this, like the smoked turkey house. Something. Something. But it looked great. Yeah, it, did look, it looked exquisite. It had turkey, bacon, some cheese, and it was like, you know, on the, the toast kind of bread. So I'm going in. I'm like, this is what I got to get. I order it, 
And, uh, you know, I pay my whatever, and Dubs is like, I'm going to get the same thing. So I'm sitting there waiting for my food at the Panera here in Fairfax. And Dubs, like a little girl, comes stomping over, like with his hands by his side, like, like somebody had just, you know, picked on him at the playground, and he's walking up to the teacher. And I was like, damn, they took your order fast, man. That was quick. He's like, no. I, I hate this place. And he's like yelling now. I hate this place. Goddamn pre-made food. And I'm like, and, I'm like oh no, and you go to a place like Panera, it's kind of classy. <laughs> well, I mean, for the most part, it's not like you're walking into a, a fast food joint. I wish I was a fast food joint. So Dobbs now starts yelling about the fact that in this sandwich, he what, what was your issue? Well, okay, it had a... Uh, Tomato kind of pasty mustard. Okay, thing. fine. Yeah. Add a little taste. And I didn't feel like having the tomato pasty mustard. So what did you do? I didn't eat. He asked. He was like, hey, can you uh, can you get that without the mustard? You know, I, I want that without the mustard. And the guy, very politely, because uh, I talked to him afterwards, says, I'm sorry, sir. We uh, It's pre-made. And we can't take the mustard out for you. Exactly. Why is a sandwich pre-made and then you have to give them your name and sit around and wait for the pre-made sandwich to uh, come out? It's a pre-made sandwich. They should just have a whole bunch of them in a bag right there for you to take. I've never, I've never understood someone getting so livid and upset where they start yelling inside of a restaurant causing a scene because of the fact they can't make the food the way you wanted it. And so here's the thing. You could have easily gotten something else, but no, just no. like a little four-year-old girl who didn't have it her way, he's got to start yelling and screaming and saying, no, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat. Because it's all pre-made. Hey, did you know this is pre-made? That food was pre-made. I don't even know why you're even worried about it. He was going up talking to other people. I was going to say, is he's talking, telling other people that, J-Dubs, now he's sitting here yelling at all the other customers, making me uncomfortable why i got to sit there and eat this food. I was I was so pissed at home, too. I was thinking about, you know, making a sandwich board and just standing outside the place. You're the kind of person, you're the idiot, who would go to one of these places and write a letter. Oh, I would. That's actually a good idea. And what would you say in the letter? Why are you pre-making your sandwiches? You know, a lot of people don't like the uh, whatever you put on some sandwiches. You are alienating a portion of your customers. <laughs> don't you realize that they have this whole formula? There's a formula. It's not science. What are you talking about a formula? It's not Pythagorean's theorem. <laughs> state, pra uh, state the theorem. I don't know it. All I know is it's a big word. Continue with the story. And so that's, but that's my whole thing. He's sitting there and he's just yelling and, and like causing the scene and making this ruckus about the fact that, you know, they're not able to switch something. And obviously, if they'd taken that thing out, then they wouldn't have been, been able to make that sandwich for you. Because I'm sure their whole thing is, hey, then that is not the smoked turkey sandwich. You know, we can't make that sandwich for you. A plus B equals C squared. Because All right. <laughs> Because without, without that sauce, it is not that sandwich you were ordering. My, my, my only question for you, J-Dubs, is if it was handmade, would you pay 30% more? Yes. Okay. If I was able to get it the way I wanted it, I would pay whatever extra it was. Well, why don't you just stay home then? Why don't you just eat at home only? Because you, where I, you can sit and you can make it on your own. You asked me to come out to lunch with you. 
Mm-hmm. I said, fine, we'll go to lunch. I didn't ask you to come out and cause a scene. Here, I hate people. Here's the thing. Let me talk to you seriously. I hate people who cause scenes anywhere. And maybe it goes back to my mom, because my mom was the kind of person who, if she said supersized... Call her by her name. No onion, pickle, or tomato, and they happened to put a, you know, a pickle or something on there, she would go back to the front of the line yelling and screaming, not only demanding that they make a whole new sandwich, that she get her money back and that she get a dessert. God bless her, because these people, these retards that are working in these places, they... They do so many mistakes and feel no repercussions for their mistakes. If you make a mistake on the job, you gotta pay for it. I don't understand why you just throw away that, throw around that word retard. You just throw that around like there are retarded people working at Panera, and you know that is not true. I, I'm not completely sure about that. And what you, maybe maybe they don't look retarded. Maybe they don't have the uh, the uh, looks of a retarded person, but they definitely have uh, retarded tendencies. I find you offensive. <laughs> I really do. Funny at the same time. <laughs> what? Hold on, Jacobs. What? Oh, let me say this. Jeez. I, what are you smoking? What are those cigarettes you smoking tonight, man? Has anyone down south ever been to Brahms? Because if you've ever been to a Brahms, Brahms is a place down south, and I don't know if it's anywhere else but Texas. Um, but it's like a burger joint, I guess, kind of. Mm-hmm. Their big thing is ice cream and dairy. So you can go there, and a lot of people will go get their milk there. They'll also buy their ice cream there, but they sell sandwiches there too. And they make a point of employing uh, mentally handicapped people at the at the restaurant specifically. Like now, no, no it's, it's completely it, it's it's known it's a known fact. Um, they usually work at the front desk and that kind of stuff. But I I would I would fear. Why do you make it a point to tell them that they're everybody that they're working at the front desk? You don't want them to think they're working back there touching the food. Well, no. Well, I say I was thinking more in management positions, which uh-huh. again, I am all for people having jobs. And what do you what do you expect? Uh, people that are you know mentally handicapped, you, they have to work. You would think you figure that yeah, it's a perfect job. But no, Dubs is going around name calling at places like Panera. Yeah, I know radio business. You got a lot of retards working in management. So yeah, uh, I can't argue with that at all. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Okay, I said. <laughs> What is this? Turn it up. What the hell? Does this not work when... I don't know. I hope it works because we have something planned off of yeah. that. Oh, jeez. Yep. Here comes another problem. <laughs> Here is another glorious night. I, I think you kind of add something to it, you know? At 106.7 WJFK. It's it's not, it's not Pantera. It's Panera Dubs. Just so you know. This is producing. <laughs> this is producing. You say Panera. I try to find some kind of music that goes along with it. Panera, Pantera, sounds similar. Have you ever seen Pan- Pantera live? Um, quite a few times. I've never get, had the opportunity to see Pantera live. They, they're actually really good, but they're they're really basic for a rock group. If you go see them, you know they aren't like going to see a tool where they actually put on some kind of show. It, it's all about the music. I bet a band like Pantera isn't big in Washington D.C. Probably not. It seems like it'd be really like like Michigan. Michigan is huge. Uh, you know, uh, they're from Dallas, my hometown. I'm sure they've eaten at Brahms before as well. Uh, having the, the mentally handicapped uh, <laughs> wait on them. I'm just wondering who are we going after next. 
Yeah. We haven't talked about the passion. I mean, that's gonna that's an obvious lead. I I spent last week talking about that. Um, (laughs) And while we're at it, just while I'm bitching about J Dubs for a second, (laughs) so we go to Noodles and Company. And I go to eat there. I discovered this place. Got really good food. It sounds like I'm giving all these commercials. Uh, Actually, I, I saw what you were eating there, and it looked really good. I was uh, sad that I didn't order. But this is another issue that I have with people like Dubs. And just in general, <laughs> people who make fun of their friends to get ahead. Let me give you an example. I'm up. I decide I've had a great meal. I want to order a cookie. I'm in training. I got a, I got a, I got a fight on the 17th. So, so I go order my cookie, and there's this very cute Asian girl behind the counter at the uh, Noodles and Company here in Fairfax, and Dub starts picking on me, saying, "Hey, are you really going to sell that to him? Don't you guys have some sort of a policy against selling that to him?" And she's looking at him like, what, huh? Then he proceeds to pat me on the belly, saying, come on, he's fat. You really think you should be selling him a cookie? I'm looking out for you because I do not want you to be too slow on the fight night. I don't understand the mentality of picking on your friends in order to get ahead with a chick that you know you have no shot at. I wasn't... No, this is the thing. I do that to you just so I can just say, kind of tell you... Lay off the cookies, all right? I no. You told me the Asian girl was hot, and when we were walking out, you wanted you were doing I, that. I told you that just so you wouldn't. It wouldn't seem like a, such a a hole move, but I I was just thinking when you were looking at the cookies, Christ. Just take a step back and look at yourself, man. You don't need the cookie. I had a sweet tooth. What are you, you going to solve that for me, Matt? Welcome into the hideout. Hey there, guys. Uh, I just wanted to let you know my favorite band is uh, the uh, band that you guys got playing now, Pantera. And actually, here in the state, they are huge. Uh, they're no no longer a band because they uh, actually quit about six months ago or so. But no, I wasn't I, aware of that. Yeah, I uh, saw them uh, well about two years ago up in Towson, and they played in their uh, auditorium there, their their gym. Sold the uh, place out at about twelve thousand people. All right, so I guess I was wrong. I guess Pantera is huge around these. And places. then, then yeah, then I saw them two like two, three days later uh, up in Philly, and they played where the uh, Flyers play. And they sold that out for a heavy metal band. They're amazing. Right on. Thanks, bro. Thanks for yeah, the info, thanks, man. Guys. We'll see you, buddy. Let me see if I can fix this problem. Hey. Oh, all right. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. It's fixed. Nice. What'd you do? I guess it's not like the rest of the things. You can't have it. You can only have it in program. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, fair enough. Oh, you know why? Because I think it would feed back. I that's what that's, it's doing. So. I think yep. that's what the issue is. Look at you solving problems. Producing. So Dubs is picking on me in front of the hot Asian chick to make himself look better. And then here's the other thing. So we're leaving. All right. We're backing out. We're driving away. And then Dubs. Dubs decides because you know these hot these chicks get out of the car. They weren't hot. <laughs> well, at first, you know how at first glance a chick looks pretty hot, and so you're like, and the, when the first one gets out, she's just basically the only thing she's done is open the car door and stuck her leg out. You know, and you it just, was a ham hog right there. 
see this. You know, she's wearing she's wearing shorts because it's been a beautiful week. And she's got chafing from the winter. <laughs> and so Dub starts to honk. And uh oh damn it, I pushed the wrong button. And so and and then the other one gets out, and both of them end up just being behemoths. Just really big girls. And um, I know you have no problem with that, Punani. I was going to say. I forgot about this. <laughs> and Dubs is ready to start, like, honking and doing cat calls and stuff. After just making me look like a complete fat boy instead of in front of the hot Asian chick. I, I was trying to hook you up. They, they seem about your size, all right, man? <laughs> I tell you this. Uh, I go for something just, uh, I don't know. Uh, three sizes smaller. I don't know, seven sizes smaller. I'd like a size three instead of a size thirteen. That's my thing. And that, that was that was thirteen is a generous for for those girls. I was gonna say thirteen's not that bad. <laughs> this is a big, big girl. But I was asking Dumbs, do do cat calls ever work? Like I can't ever imagine honking at a girl while either you're driving by or anything and yelling stuff out at them and them actually turning around and waving, much less coming up and giving you their phone number. Well, here's the thing. Me and our buddy Shaking, we should get him on the phone for this too. Um, we used to drive up and down East Lansing and kind of, you know, just roll with the window down. Hey! Get over here! <laughs> Nine out of ten times... You get shot down. Every once in a while, you find a drunk chick walking home from the sorority house, <laughs> and she's all about it. She'll hand over the phone number. Is it usually a drunk, a drunk sorority chick? There's usually some kind of uh, stimulant or depression involved when you uh, when they actually come up and talk to you. Yes. Everybody's so high right now. You know what? Let's take a break and come back, because I do want to pick this up. I also want to talk to our buddy Sideshow who uh, apparently is having all sorts of, like, he may actually be a good person to get on the phone for this. Let's take a very quick break. We'll come back. We'll pick this up from there. Do cat calls work? Have you ever had an instance where you honked at a chick and she came up to you? And I guess maybe vice versa, you know, the same thing. 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969. It's the hideout. We're taking a quick break. Coming right back, JFK. Hell, happy. In front of my babies, you got torn on. Homo shows up in here. What kind of freak ass is this? You two mother need Jesus. Hell, happy. You're listening to Cameron Gray's Man Crush. You have 11 new messages. Taking your phone calls. New phone number tonight. 866 277 4969. 866 
877-497-4969. And that's the way to get a hold of us this evening. Guys. Uh, a couple of technical issues as we uh, work through and roll through on this Saturday night. Just kind of hanging out with you, uh, getting through everything that we have to uh, to get through. It's it's kind of a weird time, and I tell you why, Dubs. I almost don't even want to be in here. It's, it's been such nice weather. Yeah. Um, I was talking to our buddy Lefty, and I was so envious because it was like five o'clock, and he was drunk already, and he was sitting out like on the patio. At oh, some I, at some bar, I miss that. Just, I definitely miss that. Just having a drink and you know enjoying enjoying life. You know where I, you remember where I was staying for a little bit, like right down in the middle of it, walking distance from any bar down there, where I could just go out, sit on the patio, have some drinks. I'd love to hear from drunk people tonight. I, I mean, I don't know if anybody's able, to, you know, if they're able to be out on patios. Because you just were outside smoking. How is it right now? Did it cool off a little bit? It cooled off a little bit, but I still find it comfortable. You know, where you can maybe throw on a long sleeve or even a sweater and sit outside with the buddies and throw on a couple of beers. You know what makes me mad a lot of times, though, when I go to some place and drink outside? Sometimes they jack up the prices on the patio. I know a couple places I've been to, it's more expensive to drink outside. Is that, when you're inside. is that something that they just pull during the summer? Is yeah. Is that like some marketing ploy where, hey, you can come out here and enjoy it and, you know, throw down a couple of things? That's really weird. Uh, what are some other things about summer, stuff that happens during the summer that upsets you? Well, you, I haven't been to one of these places in a while, but theme parks, like the uh, like uh, whatever is out here, Six Flags and all that kind of stuff. When you go to those places, you either see the overweight chicks wearing barely next to nothing or the families wearing the matching shirts. And I bet you see that a lot downtown, like when tourists come through or something, when they all have like the uh, red, white, and blue um, tie-dyed shirts. Those things definitely piss me off. Or airbrush. Now, does that only, does that, is that something that only happens in the summer? Yeah, I think so, because that's when the family takes their vacation, you know, and they all have to be together. Now, wouldn't you think that's just, I would almost say, I say that's great family values. Now, here's something that, yeah, but the kids don't know how big a dorks they look. You know, it's almost child abuse. <laughs> uh, this close. I'm not going to call it child abuse. I'm not going to call anybody on it, but I'd be this close. Do you also pick on people who uh, wear matching stuff with their chicks? Yeah. Okay, so see, I used to do that back when I was uh, when I was married. We used to go shopping, and we'd like buy the same shirts, you oh know, God, like man. the same like black collared shirt or the same T-shirts or whatever, and even down to the same shoes, so that you know we figure we're gonna go out on a cutesy little date, you know, one Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and just walk around and be like, you know, we love each other, we're holding hands, and yes, we match. What's wrong with that? I defy you to tell me there's something wrong with that. Well, what's wrong with it? You look like a mo. But get off subject a little bit. You talked about buying shirts and everything. Today, we went shopping. We bought our cat a shirt. No, you didn't. Check your WJFK account. We sent you a picture. I can't open up my email in here. Here, I'll open it up. You've taken it to the point where you've actually bought a shirt for your cat now i'd love to get somebody on the line that maybe works with a humane society or something some sort of aspca or whatever it is to me that has to be a form of animal abuse because animals 
We're not meant to wear clothes. In fact, I think it's abusive to spay and neuter animals, and I think it's abusive to, to declaw them, because that's not the way that animals were meant to be. That's it. That's actually it. Okay, and... Uh... 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. I just want to know, you know, what kind of... What was the outfit? What What is it? What What does the shirt look like? It's just a... Uh, uh, Orange shirt that says Velvet Paws on it. <laughs> oh my God. That's the queerest thing I've ever heard. And, and we've done a lot of really queer things on this show. It looks so cute. I'm going to show you in a second. You're going to love it. I def- all right, here's another thing. I'm trying to. I, I'm putting all this out there. I don't know of any straight men who would go and buy a, a, a an orange shirt for their cat. I can't name one. I just want J Dubs to admit that his chick made him do it. That's what I want to hear. No, because I guarantee. No, I want him to because I'm, I'm starting to. Uh, you know, uh, uh, tonight J Dubs. I don't know what it is about you, man. You're just you're out there. My my chick did find it, but I was totally along with it. Oh, I was oh. I was 100 percent on the. I didn't see. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't chalk this up to be whooped because I know Dubs is whooped. He's a whooped man. His chick definitely wears the pants in the family. But I think this is something that Dubs would have done, uh, regardless. I've never understood buying your animal. You hear you hear Fez going on about Fuzz. All right, here it is. Going on and on about Fuzz Watley. You should be. Do- Oh my God! Tell me, tell me that ain't cute. <laughs> that is not cute. That is cute. <laughs> there is something. Uh, Bestiality comes to mind. No, no, no. <laughs> because the cat is wearing the orange shirt, and he's like laying on. You posed him in like no. this. this sexy, it's a her as well. You posed her in this like sexy play cat. No, I didn't. Like I, on the leather couch I, with I the poser. Pi- with the pillow and the half shirt, the belly shirt. I can still see the the genitalia. I can see Sadie lose genitalia. This she's is, normally naked. She's a nudist. I'm trying to cover her up. This is I'm animal, being a good father. This is animal abuse. 866-277-4969. I do not understand. No, keep it turned around. I want to look at this. I want to look at it. This is motivation. You people is... I don't, God, there's no way we can post that anywhere, is there? Uh, Chris, welcome into yes, the hideout. How you doing, man? What's up, bro? Uh, nothing much, man. I'm actually uh, in Leesburg delivering pizza tonight. Oh, cool. What do you think about pizzas this? for plugs? Well, no, man, to be honest with you, it is animal abuse, man. I um, uh, was reading not too long ago with my fiance in the newspaper about uh, a guy that had a tiger in an apartment in D.C. and people that order all these exotic animals and whatnot. And it's not fair to the animal, and it's not fair to the people that have to take care of the animal because then they get tired of it and they end up letting it go. You know? In my uh, defense, it's a kitten, and she loves the shirt. I was going to say kittens are really, those are the, the real exotic animals, aren't they? But here's the thing. You don't know if that kitten loves that shirt she she loves having it on how do you know <laughs> because we put, we put it on her and she was purring walking around with it prancing strutting around and you were thinking this is sexy this no, is a sexy thing so that you not sexy but very cute <laughs> oh my god if, if she had thumbs i'd ask her to take it off <laughs> thanks chris thank you buddy thanks for hey, hanging you know, out all right brother I, I you gotta tell me i gotta i gotta know where you stand on this I've never, I've never, honestly, Dubs, you've said some mean, awful, racist things before. This is the thing that disturbs me the most. And Why? I, and I'm not kidding. Let's put all radio shtick aside and all that kind of stuff. 
I'm looking at this picture of your cat, Sadie Lou. It's a gray and white cat. I'll be honest, not overly adorable. Oh, it is perfect. In fact, it look, looks pretty average to me. It looks like it would be in a back alley and you'd try to shoot it with no. a gun or something. It looks like a very dirty, ugly cat. And if you and you look at this, and it's laying on the pillow. It's got its head on the pillow, sprawled to the side on the leather couch. This is something you'd see on, like, catsex.com. I mean, something... Is there one? Something completely immoral like that. These damn picture phones are the downfall of society. Why? Because I can take a cute picture of my cat and send it to my friends? You're sending this to people? I sent it to you. You're sending... The, all right, I'm thinking you sent it to me as a joke, as, hey, we do J-Dub's Kitty Corner, I'm kind of loony, you know how it is. Don't... Are you sending this back home? Are you sending this to family? Uh, I'm not my family. Is anybody else out there completely weirded out that my best friend is taking sexy pictures of his it's cat? It's not a sexy picture. With his Sprint PCS phone? Uh, Carlos, welcome to the hideout. Yo, what happened? How's it going, man? What's up, brother? Yeah, I work at one of those little crazy little rich people mall. That's nothing. I see people here walking around with a little vest on a cat that would cost about $600. How stupid is that? Vests? A vest. A little vest for a cat or a dog. $600. Burberry or whatever other brand. What are, what are the other things that they buy? I mean, were you going to buy, like, socks? Or were you going to get a hat for it? I mean, where does this stop? Where they do buy you... everything. It's Louis we... Vuitton chains and stuff like that for a little dog. I'm like, oh, my God. We were looking for, uh, actually, like, uh, reindeer ears for during uh, Christmas time, but we couldn't find any small enough. Okay, don't you say... You look when you look at like Paris Hilton. Let's say you look at someone like Paris Hilton, and the she's that, got her that her dog is so cute. Her little Chihuahua dog wearing that sweater. You don't laugh at her. You don't think she's a complete moron because she's dressing up her little animal like no, that. No, I think it's I think it's adorable. She's a you know that most of America thinks she's borderline insane because she treats that dog like that. Man, insane or sexy, you pick yours. All right, Carlos. Thanks, bro. All right, see you guys. Uh, that's so disturbing that. Other people are on this bandwagon. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what it is about tonight, Jay does. Oh, what do you? Why do you? No, that was we, perfectly okay. It's not, not these. Not, times. not in this oh. climate. Yeah, that's a funny joke. He made the whole. Uh, he, he brought up full circle. Oh, Appreciate bro. that, but female anatomy I mean, joke. I mean, hey, the, hey, it was the, classic. And the, when we beep it out in the best of mixtape, it's gonna be funny. The freaking, the freaking censorship clowns, the FCC, man, they can go right. I be, I'll tell you this, though. More than anything else... You might want to wait a minute, because I dump, too, before you take another call. Okay. More than anything else, though, more than the FCC, this is the next pressing issue. This is the one you need to write your congressman about. Again, just put it down at the subheading. Make this illegal. Fairfax Mike, welcome in. You put him back on hold. Oh, that's right. Uh, as we have to hold on. Can I just say, can we can we refer to the FCC as the freaking censorship clowns from now on? I mean, I mean that's on. that's the way it should be. I mean, FCC does stand for freaking censorship clowns. <sighs> J Dubs and his cat, man. She's. You can't deny that that's not one of the cutest things you have ever seen. I just I, quit playing it up for the radio. Say it's cute. No, I'm not going to say it's cute. I'm going to say it's disturbing. And I tell you this, I went to go buy stuff for my frog Gypsy today. I bought her new gravel. This is what I bought for my frog. A hat. I bought her gravel and a cane. Uh, <laughs> gra gravel. You're trying to make a WB frog, aren't you? Uh, I got her uh, a little, you know, what is what call it, plant, so that she can play in it. 
and I got her some chlorine drops. That's what I got for my it's cat. It's a frog. It's a stupid cat that you're dressing up like it's a little person, like it's a human being. It is. Fairfax Mike, welcome to the hideout. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Dubs, I got to build you up just to tear you down. First of all, this is statements earlier. It is a well-known fact that the darker your pigmentation, the better your left chest. No. Second, Thank you, Fairfax. I, we were moving past that. Hey, I'm a brother, so I can say that. It's all kosher, man. But second no, of all... No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Second of all, there's nothing really strange about dressing up the cat. But the fact that a grown man used the word cute like three no, or four times, that's a little bit... <laughs> all right, I'll change it to adorable. All right, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Fairfax Mike. <laughs> On his first point, does this mean, J-Dubs, you just need a tan and you'll be better? Maybe. Okay. Do we hit the tanning bed? I was thinking about that. I was actually throwing, go, thinking about going and tanning for the boxing match just right. so that I could look pretty... Right. You know, you, now you're just saying what I just said earlier, but you call you were calling me racist. Well, no, because I want to look good. I don't want to look so no, pale. You out said there. look tough. You look marvelous. Sideshow. Hello, my friends. How's it going? What's up, brother? I, I know you didn't call in for this specific issue, and we'll talk about yours in a second. All right. But first, what do you think of a a grown man? A, if you could, in, if you could call him a man, getting a a orange shirt for his cat. Laying it down in a sexy pose on his leather couch, taking pictures with his picture phone, and then sending it to everyone. Hold on one second. Before you answer that, the cat laid down in its own sexy pose. I have to do it for. There's no way. And you know what? That's even more disturbing if you're teaching this cat how to pose. If you're teaching the cat how to pose in these sexy positions, something is wrong. What can I say? She's smart and she likes to look good. I think that's hot, man. I think Dubs is doing the right thing. I mean, he can show that picture to all the ladies. I mean, that that's hot. The women will love that. I think half of that, you're just a little jealous because that's not you in that little pose, you know? <laughs> with my orange, with with my your orange belly, belly shirt. My orange belly shirt. <laughs> all right, you know, and that's the other thing. I'm, do chicks, if you were a woman, if I know there's a woman listening right now. If you were a woman and you saw this picture and you knew this man, would you think this is adorable? Sensitive. Or would you think it was creepy like me? Sensitive. 866-277-4969. Now, while speaking of women, Sideshow, I know you're moving on. I just wanted to, for a second, I heard you were King Pimp. Apparently, Sideshow and Bateman live around the corner from each other. Oh, really? Like, they live very close to each other. I've been to Sideshow's place. I haven't been to Bateman's. I've been to yeah, Bateman's. Yeah, he's like two minutes up the street from me. So, and he, Bateman is telling me, that he can't go out with you without you running into someone that you've had sex with. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like his neighbor, there was a whole thing. You know, I don't want to get too explicit here, but uh, he was, you know, he was walking his dog throughout the woods, and we were walking back to his place, and all of a sudden this chick comes out, and I didn't want to say anything to her because I've had her over at my place before, and she apparently, just to make a long story short, three guys were in one of my rooms with her and uh when she came out of that room she had some you know jelly coming off of her face <laughs> so when i saw her you know yeah it, uh pb and jays will do that yeah so you know and then tommy was just like you know oh, okay I, I i can never talk to her again i don't know what to do it's just you know this is too freaky all right bateman, okay. has, <laughs> bateman has this whole hangout of, uh hang up about multiple people in uh sexual encounters but right. what were you going to say? Now, I, when I was over at your house side show, there was a real hot girl that was right next door to you. Did anything ever happen with her? 
next door. I got an 80-year-old next door. No, like I think she was coming over to visit her grandma. She waved to. Uh, I tell you this, I bet the 80-year-old lady doesn't have uh, stupid-ass uh, <laughs> shirts on her cats. Not even old women do this, Dubs. Not even old uh, crazy women. Because they're senile and they don't, they can't put the shirt on the cat. They because can't they, fight it down. Because they real. You know, if my grandma, if my grandma had a a shirt on a cat, I would think it's time to put her in the home. I would think. Of it, course you would, because you don't have any family values. You're just going to ship your grandma off. I would think. You make me sick. I would think at this point it's time to just take away her meds, uh, stop feeding her, and just let her die slowly because she's completely lost if she started putting clothes on her cat. And I, I seriously mean that. I'm, I'm looking for some denim jeans for her, too. <laughs> you know what? Daisy Won't Dukes. Cut? Daisy Dukes for the, for the cat. Bikini cut, I'm sure, is what you would be into. Yeah, whatever gets it. Sideshow, I wanted to explore this more with you and your sexual exploits. We just got to have you stop by one time. All right. All right, bro. We'll talk you to you. do that. All right, buddy. I just, I'm so fascinated with a cat right now. I defy a woman to call me and tell me that this is sexy. Rose, welcome into the hideout. Thanks. I just want to say, I think it's absolutely adorable. Thank you, Rose. I think it's kind of like a guy with kids. Like, this guy shows the picture around, kind of sexy. Okay, wait a second. There's a difference. A kid is a human being. A kid is supposed to wear clothes. Cats were meant to not be constricted. How do you know? Are you God? No, but I realize... If, if they had thumbs... They would go around grabbing their own clothes and putting them on. But they don't have thumbs, so I have to help out. Do you have any animals, right. Rose? I don't right now, but we used to put sunglasses on my dog, and she loved it. Okay, but you would do that as a joke, maybe. Ha ha. Not as, my cat needs something sexy to wear, my dog. It's not sexy. It's I cute. Would, I don't think it was sexy. Would you put you it? think it was sexy, that's sick. But I think it's just cute. Yeah. Do you put sunglasses on your dog because you think that the, the sun is in its eyes? No, I thought it was cute. I, well, both of you are still wacko. Regardless of what's <laughs> going on, you're both complete loons. And, Dubs, how dare you? Because normally if a woman calls up, you're calling her a whore. She happens well, to be this you? Rose happens to be a fine woman. I'm not going to do that to her. And how dare you even bring up the word whore in her presence? Let's try another Are one. you a male whore? Yes. Marie, welcome into the hideout. Huh? Welcome into the hideout. Well, hi. How are you? Do you agree with this? Yes, I mean, can't men be whores too? Well, we're not talking about whores. We're talking about uh, cats and and clothes. I dress, I dress my dogs up, and I enjoy making clothes for them. You make. Uh, I have a lamb that I put sunglasses and clothes on and take it to the zoo and stuff for the children to look at. All right, you're you're nuts. <laughs> no, I'm not nuts. I I, I put a cat on my I, I put a shirt on my cat, but I, you're going to a new level. Are you... No, it's, it's something enjoyable for children. Oh, you do this for the children? Yes. You're starting. They love it. Yeah, Michael Jackson does a lot for the children, too, but they're locking him up. Yeah, but I'm not a sex pervert, nor do I have plastic surgery. And uh, if you had money, you would. spend the night at my house. You're an, you're an animal pervert. Do you make I zippers? I'm an animal pervert. I don't make love to my animals. <laughs> Are you making love to anybody right now? Because I'd have to say no if you have all this free time. Well, let me tell you something, honey. I have a very nice husband and an active sex life. Better Who probably thinks, oh, my she's dressing up the lamb again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize that your husband's friends make fun of you? My husband's friends don't make 
On a mini? You know why? Because he doesn't have any friends because his wife dressed up animals. I have many friends, honey. Probably more than you'll ever know. Well, I can't argue with well, that. I don't want to know your friends. <laughs> At 60 years old, I have many friends. Wow. Well, you know what? You're old, though. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you got to do something like uh, that to keep yourself entertained. Dubs, no, I, I keep myself very entertained. Dubs, you're 23 and you're doing this. I, I put a shirt on my cat. I'm very active. I go to college full time. I go to a university full time and still have time. Uh, well, you just said it twice. University and college are the same thing. Are you uh, no, going to broadcasting? I go to a university and to a college. I, I recommend stopping by for the free psychotherapy. I think you may have some issues, Marie. No. It pays 20 bucks an hour, sweetheart. Why not? No, you're the one that has issues. <laughs> All right, Marie, thank you. Have a good night, baby. You have issues. Right. <laughs> See the people who are agreeing with you. I, I want to strike that one for the, from the record. No, I was, you can't. Why? You can't because she does the exact same thing that you do. I don't make the clothes. Those of you just not. I don't have a kitty sweatshop in my house. <laughs> Those of you just not joining us, Dubs. Having the kids come over and have fun by making clothes for her animals. That's what I think is going on. I think there's a cat sweatshop in the mix. Dubs is dressing up his kitty cat. I put a shirt on my cat and I sent a picture to Hefe. Taking pictures and sending it out for the world to see. Golly. Just you and my family, because I, th I thought you'd appreciate it. I can't believe that you wouldn't see. You realize you sound like that lady who just called in. What? Just because I put a shirt on my cat, because I thought it was cute. All right, I've had enough. Obviously, everybody agrees with me that you're psycho. No! Anybody who was... One person agreed with you. Anybody who's listening... And just heard the last conversation that we had. Actually, no one's agreed with you yet. And then the conversation went to Here's the reason why. Let me tell you a little something about radio and radio listeners. Only the crazy ones call in. The people who are driving around right now thinking, God, Dubs is insane. I don't have time to call a radio show because it's Saturday night and I have places to be you and just people to hang out with. You just don't have loyal friends. But I can't imagine. No one's going to take your side. Tommy's got my back, too. He's a, he's a weird animal lover as well, though. I, I, I You know I love my little pet frog. I yeah. love her. Yeah, and if you could do anything but watch it swim, you would. No, because that's what pet frogs are, uh, are now. That's what they do. They just hang out. Yeah, and you call that a pet. Are you consider your thing a member of the family? Yes. Mike, welcome to the hideout. You there, Mike? Hello, yeah, I can hear you barely. You've become Finch on Just Shoot Me, J-Dubs. <laughs> I'm, I'm switching my hundred bucks. I had it on Hefe because he played baseball. I mean, I had it on, on Dubs, but now I'll put it on Hefe because he played baseball. That's uh, my hundred well, on Hefe now. I wish you would, uh, you know, reconsider and maybe you could buy something with that hundred bucks, but now you're going to lose it. Well, there it is. <laughs> you're going to lose it. I'm sorry, man. You, you know, Good stick luck. with it. Stick with your first, uh, your first instinct. That's I, what I'm telling you. And that's the thing. You are so crazy now with this whole situation that people are now switching for the big fight that's coming up at Dream on March 17th when I whoop your ass. And I, it's gonna be. How about this? How about if I, if I beat your ass, I get to shave that cat on the air. Shave There's it no down one. like. No, you can't do that. That, that you know. That what do you want to be, Bubba? No, you I, want you want to be Bubba the I'm, Love Sponge? You I'm, get fired. I'm talking hair. <laughs> I'm talking hair for, for hair for hair. Giving it a haircut on the air. That that you know, William. I'm not gonna that hurt it. Dubs, don't turn into Finch. All right, thanks, Mike. I'm just saying, brother. And then I'm gonna have to buy a whole wardrobe for her just so she can stay warm. 
Well, I guess I can't make the crack about wanting you to win because I'd love to see you shaved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, you can't. Uh, Jim, welcome into the hideout. Yeah, you shouldn't be dressing a cat in a shirt. It's bad for the skin. It'll dry him out. Now, it is this soaks a... up all the body oil that the cat's supposed to have naturally without the shirt on. So it soaks up the, the it can't oil. It clean itself. That's true. How is the cat supposed to lick itself? Now, what we tell. What and, we do. and if you leave it on, it's like it's drying the skin out because it can't breathe. I mean, the the fur can't move. It's going to get all matted up and nasty. Now, what it we already do. is. Well, no, it isn't. It's a, it has beautiful soft fur. Now, what we do. You talking about we, your girlfriend? <laughs> it has beautiful soft fur until you put a stupid shirt on it. Now, what we do, we put it on only for about five hours so she can walk around and look cute, and then we take it off and let her breathe. Let's do this. A quick contest, quick phone poll. Mo or no, J Dubs for dressing up as cat. Mo or no, this is kind of like that. Uh, no, it's stupid. Hey, I'm not Mo though. Bye. Bye. It is kind of like those DJs who call up and you know smash it or trash it. Mo or no, in the hideout right now. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Does this qualify, J Dubs? William, welcome in. Uh, yeah. Uh, firstly, I think the uh, thing with the cat sweater is retarded, and I say full Mo, man. Full Mo, there it is. Vote number one. Jim, welcome in. Now, he ain't Mo. I got two cats, and they absolutely love to be human. Yes, exactly. Thank you. What's your boyfriend's name? Uh, Lisa. <laughs> and I've been married to her for 17 years, and I got three kids. So what's your point? Yeah. Well, now, where, where are you trying to take this to, huh? I'm just, now, is this Wait, we, like, we like our cat. Does your wife force this upon you? Oh, hell no. She just thinks it's too. My kids absolutely love it. And you know what? The cats like it, too. They're part of the family. Kids should be working at Brahms. Mo or no? <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get away with what I... <laughs> I know, isn't that weird? <laughs> Corey, Mo or no? Total Mo. Total Mo. Total. What kind of friend sends pictures of his cat to his other friends? Here's the thing. I don't even like the people who send pictures of their, of their kids. Like I would have friends that I would send pictures of cats to. Uh, if you saw this cat with a shirt on, you'd love a picture. Give me your, leave your email. I'll send it to you. I'll forward it to you. We got to, we got to, and I'll tell you this, we're going to put this up on WJFK.com. Please been, do. Cameron has been promising us a page on the website. Please do. So everybody will agree with me that this cat is adorable, especially with the shirt on. And this is going to be our first poll question, because apparently that's the only content we can come up with on a website here at JFK. So, more no. no. <laughs> Kevin, welcome in. Yeah, I was just going to say, not only is J-Dubs dirty for doing this thing, but his cat's going to be dirty because it can't properly bathe itself with a shirt on. That's what it, It's only on for like five hours a day. And then what? Five hours? Yeah. You got pajamas too? No. Then she... No, that's crazy. It is. It's insane. <laughs> Tom, welcome in. Yeah, he's a full-on petrosexual. <laughs> a what? A petrosexual. <laughs> and there it is. We're going to go out on that note. Petrosexual. J-dubs. <laughs> 106.7 WJFK. I can't deny that. <laughs> you you just got a new name. We Tom just created, created a whole new name. Yesterday, Don and Mike were talking about a new term called dancing, where two male friends dance with each other. In order to draw women over to... You are a petrosexual. <laughs>
how dare you even pretend to want to have your name on this show? I actually, that might not be a bad name. <laughs> the Petrosexuals? Yeah. Saturday nights at the Petrosexuals. We should just change this whole show to a, like an animal talk, where we just talk about our fish and our, our, our cat chat. <laughs> we may have a new bit. I thought it was the kitty corner. Yeah, but this is when we actually field phone calls. Cat chat. I read the craziest article, and I want to share it with you next. I wonder, Dubs, if you would do this for Sadie Lou. Get the virginity back. And by getting the virginity back, I mean the actual physical virginity. We're going to cover it in a very clean manner. Miss Lou is still a virgin. She'll, she's, she's untouched. She's unscathed. Yeah, but she's dressing like a 14-year-old whore. And there it is. <laughs> Folk implosion uh, from the soundtrack uh, from Kids. Uh, because Kids, there was this guy in the movie Kids who... Casper? Was it Casper? Was that I don't name? know. I can't remember the movie. All I remember is like uh, Actually, I think that was the name of the dude who only liked having sex with virgins. Yeah. So we'll kind of tell that whole story and get into this magazine article that I read from Latina Magazine next. Uh, pizza for plugs is still in effect just for Bateman. Bateman, if you want to go get some, just go get some. Uh, folk implosion, natural one. It's the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Heterosexual.
To the hideouts, I am El Jefe, that is J-Dubs, the petrosexual. Punani is here, Bateman is here, taking your phone calls. New phone number tonight, at least for tonight. Ron Fez listeners, you recognize the phone number. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Of course, AOL for Broadband is our content partner. So, uh, you know, shoot us an email, JFK Hideout. At AOL.com. Whenever you want to, uh, you know, send us something during the week. If you maybe listen, I know a lot of people record the show and listen to it back later during the week because they're doing various things. Feel free to do that. And, uh, you know, if you got a comment on something that you heard, like Petrosexual, and this whole new thing that we've discovered. And I think I want to play that game more. Mo or no. Yeah, that's not a bad game. That's kind of fun. So I don't like when I'm the middle of it, but hey. And I think it's obvious uh, that it came out the way it did. Um, the movie Kids, I think, was disturbing to a lot of people. A, because it was one of those that was, it kind of, it was like showing the light on what it's like to be a teenager. Um, maybe the first, I'm not going to say the completely first movie of its kind, but that really went kind of hardcore into what young people were doing. Uh, that, that movie might have been a little over the top, though. I. You know, that's not the normal kid's behavior, though, I don't think. Well, no, it's not normal, but it's showing the extreme. And even if you just think that that does happen. It does. Maybe it's not as prevalent, you know, as you would as you would maybe believe. And basically the thing about the movie was there was just a lot of sex, like teenage sex. There was this one guy, and I guess his name was Casper. Now, I'm not sure about this. I never really looked it up. How old were the people playing? Were, uh, were they 18 and over? or Because... They all looked really young in that movie. Oh, his name was Telly. All right, it was okay. not Casper. It was Telly. Thank you for that, uh, Bateman, on the feedback there. So Telly, and I guess his thing was that he ended up being HIV positive, but he had this fetish for taking girls' virginity. Ouch. You know? And, so that, and I think that's what was so disturbing about the movie was that here was this young kid, first of all, who was HIV positive, but then secondly, his thing was going around and taking the virginity, and he never liked to bag it. You know, he didn't appreciate condoms. And so you just hear about that, you know, and that's like, oh, man. I think there should be a law against that. That's so hardcore. Um, Is there a law against that? You know, there may be. Uh, I'm not too sure if anybody has any info on that. Let us know. as to. I want to say, and again, this is us showing our ignorance, but I want to say that in some states it may be illegal to knowingly pass on a potentially deadly. Disease. I do remember. I feel stupid because like, I should know that. I do remember some kind of issue like that floating around like two or three years ago, but I don't remember how it turned out because I remember there was a, a court case about it. But I cannot remember how it turned out. Speaking of disturbing movies, I guess about kids. Um, also, this thirteen. Have you seen this one yet? No, but you told me about it, and I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty eager to go see it. Yeah, I mean, it was yet another one of these a coming of age. You know, the kids end up. Uh, on pot and you know getting high and you said on pot yeah 
having sex. Well, you know, I, I listen to too much Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> it's Ludacris's fault. It's Ludacris's fault. All the problems in the world. And that, let's ban Budweiser. Yeah, right, exactly. We're going to boycott Budweiser because ludicrous. So anyway, I was thinking about this virginity thing in part because I don't know why. I don't know where I was where I happened to stumble upon the March 2004 issue of Latina Magazine. All right, maybe I want to keep in touch with my ladies. Now, did you go by this or just kind of? No, it was, it, was, it was like sitting somewhere. Okay. I forget where it was, but it was, it was sitting somewhere. And um, hold on, let's take a call real quick on this and then we'll get to it. Uh, William, welcome in. What's up, guys? What's up, brother? Um, just want to let y'all know that, uh, as far as I know, it is considered murder and against law if your partner is unknowing that you have the virus. And, and you are known. And manslaughter if they die and they do now, know you have the is virus. Is this in Virginia only, or...? Um, Actually, I think it's in most of the states we have here. <laughs> most of the 50. All right. Well, cool. Thanks, William. Well, I'm hey, moving guys, to Alaska how, then. How do you know about it? How do I know? I watch a lot, a lot of Law and Order, and I study <laughs> the law myself. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure you did it hey. somewhere other than Law and Order. Hey, guys. Yeah. Y'all still hungry? Because they got a large pizza here if you want it. Yeah, of course. The Bluebird Blue. Bateman starving. All right, man. I'll be over there in a little bit then. All right, thank, thank you, bro. Thanks, man. <clears throat> All right, here's the thing. I thank you, William, for bringing up the food, but if his source is law and order, I would like some other confirmation. 866-277-4969. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I, I, I think I, I do remember uh, the Curtis and the boys um, investigating something like this. Bateman. Uh, Dr. Ron says it's illegal in every state. Oh, it is. And uh, I just did some looking around real quick, and... Um Somebody, some California, it says that there's a couple of laws on the books, and now you can get up to eight years in prison for it. Okay, all right. Four years, wow. Well, look at you, Dubs, you know, calling that one, or at least thinking it should be illegal. Thank you, Bateman. Bye. Look at that. Mr. Super Producer, finding a dictionary, coming up with these laws. I hope Ron and Fez don't steal them from us. They're right, though. We don't deserve a producer like that. Those poor guys have to suffer during the week. So I'm reading Latina Magazine. <clears throat> and I'm just kind of flipping through. Got a hot chick on the cover, too. What's this chick's name? I don't even know who she is. I'm starting to get back into Latinas, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, you know. I know you fell off for a little bit. You weren't finding them as attractive as... Uh... Well, and the reason is is because it, it was like a... a an incest thing. Yeah, you you were telling me a lot of them, a lot of the hot ones that you see look like cousins and sisters and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and that's specifically sisters, but cousins. Cousins, yeah. And I guess I have a lot of cousins who would be considered really, really hot young women. But I don't look at them that way. So then whenever I see a really hot Latina chick, I'm thinking, oh, well, that looks like, you know, Abby or, you know, uh, Mary Bell or whatever. And that's just completely not right. And so I did, it just completely stops. In fact, this porno DVD that uh, Lefty bought me, there were a few Latina chicks, and I just have to skip right over that track on the DVD because I'm like, it's not, it's so creepy and spooky. In fact, it even goes to this point where sometimes if they don't look like a cousin of mine, I think, wow, maybe that's what my mom looked like when she was younger. And I was like, I can't do this. I cannot look at this and pretend to have any sort of enjoyment out of it in the way that I'm trying to get an enjoyment. Well, I'm thinking, you know, this this person semi-resembles my mother or one of my cousins. That's wrong, right? I was just wondering, do you have the same problem with the men? 
Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't. Thank you. You, you find Benicio hot still? I, you know, I don't understand what the thing is with Benicio del Toro. Either. I think he's a, I think he's a good-looking guy. I, I can personally admit I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality to admit when a man is is universally good-looking. I think Benicio's hot. To me, he's got a lot of lines in his face. He's sagging a little bit in the face. Yeah, People but, say but, it's the dark eyes. We're not supposed to be talking about chicks, and now we're arguing over whether or not Benicio del Toro is hot. You know what? He looks smooth. He looks looks like a smooth operator. He looks like he's been beaten in the face one too many times. Rob, welcome in. Yeah. The the case about the the thing you guys think you remember from three or four years ago was these two uh, gay, like, partners came from California to some state in the Midwest. And they had this sort of game that they played with themselves and like other people in the town, and they would try to give the HIV and the AIDS. Did they call? Did they call it tag? Yeah, basically. Well, I had to say, I don't know. That could be urban legend. I don't no, know. No, if that's no, no, true no. It was it was CNN, and uh, they got charged with I think it was like twenty nine or thirty counts of manslaughter. CNN also called Al Gore president back in two oh four uh, no two thousand. They got that wrong. But you say that really did happen. They got thirty yeah, yeah. thirty counts of manslaughter. Yeah. All right. Thanks, bro. No problem. Hmm. It's disturbing. You think about that too, and people like knowingly go out. You know. And yeah, that, that's just messed up. I mean, I want to spend. That's that. why I think there should be a tattoo or, or a wristband. Remember how we were talking about that? Like, you know, clubs where, you know, STD clubs where people, you know, with a certain STD are in a certain room together, and they party it up in there, and there's no swapping, though. Okay, I remember talking about this at the time and thinking that's a very good idea. Now I talk about it, and I think about it, and I'm like, wow, that's very Nazi Germany. <laughs> that's very that's very wrong. Now, we would talk we, about We wouldn't call it flair. <laughs> Jesus. We wouldn't do that. We, I remember us talking about the fact that we were upset at certain nightclubs because, you know, we figured there should be niche nightclubs, yeah. you know. And and then you went so far as to say they should create a nightclub called STDs, right? Or STD or something? Well, yeah. Well, some kind of variation of it. And in each room, each room was marked like the gyneria room or the drips room or something. Yeah. And then that way you know that whenever you're going into that room, you know what you're coming in, what you're walking into and you know, uh I think it would you know, kind of just everybody would have a lot uh a lot easier time picking up a chick and saying, "You know what? I feel safe." Why don't you just wear a condom? That's not 100% though. It's damn close. Yeah, it is damn close, but... You get the condom. I'll you tell you what. Spermicidal lubricant. I'll tell you what. You know, you, you get use a condom. Are you still going to, you know, have relations with a chick with AIDS? If you use a condom. What a downer on a Saturday night. <laughs> but, you know, if there's a room where you know where, where you're getting yourself into, I think it would be a lot easier. Theme. It's all about the themes. Now, uh, well, see, but you know what? I almost want to say that I've even heard of this actually happening. Now, maybe it's not an entire nightclub, but maybe it's more in support groups, where people in support groups together, like, the you know, does gyneria, is gyneria still around? I think so. Or like a herpes or something like that? Of course. That? And then the, the, the herpes people all get together, and they already know, as like a little support group, like Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever, not equating the two. But saying everybody there knows that, hey, we should hang out with each other because we have the same things in common. Wow. Profound. 
It almost seems it almost seems like a smart idea, but it almost too extreme. Would you make people wear the wristbands or the alleged mark outside of the club? Do you want that to happen? I think that the mark should be shown if they are getting ready to on the prowl. If, so it's part of your it's part of your primping. It's no, part, no, it's part no, of no, your no, petrosexual no. primping. No, no, no. If you're going to um, maybe. Everybody should check an ID before they have sex with someone. If they care that much, and you're you're uh, you're talking about marking human beings. Yes. And so for you, it's because you're all right. You're the kind of thing you want to put all these labels on people. You want to. I want. I want it to be safe. What happened to good old fashioned life where you're just kind of taking your chances? You never know what's going to happen. You're just going to kind of take your chances and roll with the flow, and hopefully you go through life and nothing ends up happening to you as long as you're I don't know about you. Protected. I don't know about you, but I'm not a gambling man. Yes, I, you are. I don't go to Vegas to gamble. All right? And if that's your thing, if you like to roll the dice, fine. I don't roll the dice with me. You would mark people. Would you want them to put it on their forehead, or would it be like a sticker? Do you want it on their on their car license where they put it on their sticker on the back, like right okay. next to the donor? I want it behind the ear. Behind the ear. So, you know, if you want to check, you can. If But it's easy to cover up, so if you don't want people seeing it, you know. But if I say, all right, you're really hot. I'm going to hook up with you. Let me see behind your ear first. And then you know. Now, there is nothing wrong. No, but... You well, know, hold on a second. I do want to say there's nothing wrong with asking people about their sexual yeah. history because you're supposed to do that. Now, this ear thing, you may be onto something, and here's the reason why. You're out at a club. Music's real loud. Things are pumping. It's, t it's tough to hear over each other. And you know that most people don't end up having a face-to-face -face conversation. They have the kind of thing where they lean over into each other's ears and talk into each other's ears. This way, the first time you're leaning over to say, hey, can I buy you a drink, you're looking behind the ear and you're saying, I'm not going to spend 550 on a drink on you. And it should also glow in the dark. That is crazy. You are insane. Everything that I have learned about you in the last hour and 55 minutes disturbs me even more and more and makes me excited that I'm going to whoop your ass March 17th at the, uh, the St. Pat's Spat. I don't know why you keep on bringing it full circle back to you beating my ass. You keep on talking. I don't want to get back into it because, frankly, it's boring. It's boring hearing you spout off at the mouth thinking you're going to whoop ass when you don't even know what you're getting yourself into. I do got to admit it is, more, it, it is more interesting to listen to you and your ideas on how we should mark people. So where do you stop? Like, do you only mark them if they have something that could kill you? Or something that, that you can't get rid of or you can't cure? Yeah, uncurable. So, so herpes you mark? Yeah. But about gyneria, you can get rid of that, right? That's fine. So you don't have to mark with gyneria? No. What about the drips? Can you cure it? From what I understand, the drips can be cured. And no mark. HIV? There's no cure yet. Ebola? I don't think, you know, if you've got Ebola, you, are, you don't have time to get marked. All right? What if you want to party in your last days before you bleed out? These people can't go out and have fun in J-Dub's world? I say you have to wear some kind of outbreak outfit. That's a good way to mark people. How about this? Instead of your little wuss-ass, you know, sticker behind the ear. and it's stick not stickers from a tattoo. Sticker on the driver's license. How about this? Everybody just walks around wrapped in, uh, in plastic. 
And that way nobody gets any germs. I, I'm into the bubble boy theory. What happened to living life? What happened to just going on and dealing with society and, mar- and, and, and living your life and just seeing what happens? Everybody, everybody thinks they're so goddamn important. I can't die. I can't die. I need to live. So I need to know what you have. Like, why don't you have a conversation? Ask them. Why not? I hate to sound like a prude because now I sound like O'Reilly. Don't go out and have sex on the first night. Maybe get to know the person. You know, find no, out where no, they've been. No, Shmo, if you know, even if you know the person, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you might want to have sex with the person, but not want to know them. Again, you are encouraging indecency. I am not. It's all Dubs does. Indecent and decent. Kyle, welcome into the hideout. And if I agree with Dubs tonight, it's way out there for me to agree with him, but... Oh, we're losing you. <laughs> you sound like Chewbacca, but I think you agree with me, and I love you. Would you also put a, a shirt on your cat, Kyle? Um, I mean, it doesn't have AIDS. You don't have to. You're marking your cat in the same way, in the same disgusting way you're marking your cat. Something's wrong with that cat. It has crazy owners. That's what that mark is. That's what that shirt is. It's a mark. My my owners are clinically insane. What's up? Was that Kyle Stevens? Yes. <laughs> yes, I think it was. So I need to take cheap shots at him. Because Cameron is banned. And I got people. Uh, Goddess writes in, Benicio Del Toro is, um, I don't even know if we can say this word, but he's ugly. He's smoking. <laughs> I'll never understand you. We started this break talking about virginity. I never got a chance to get to the article. We'll get to the article next. Oh, all right. Well, one more call. Noodles, welcome in, bro. Hey, how you doing? What's up, bro? All right. What I wanted to say, two people that have AIDS should not have unprotected sex with each other still. Because each person that has AIDS has a different, different evolutionary stage, if you want to call it, or different strain of AIDS. So, like... You know, because whoever they got it from, they could have been on a different set of counteractive drugs. Noodles, you sound like you're experiencing this, and I'm going to give you the mark. <laughs> no, you know, I think he's right, though. And I know that, God, this sounds like really weird, but, and I don't, I don't encourage marking. I want to say that now. I want to say it now that his dubs, Hefe does not agree with that. But I think Noodles is correct, and that's why there's so much trouble in trying to cure, um, you know, the virus is because it is ever-evolving. And there are constant different strains. Yes. And what, did you learn that in uh, did you learn that in school, bro? Yes, I did actually. That's awesome. They're actually teaching you that yes, stuff. Yes, they teach it in sex ed. And by the way, it's not just two gay people. Anybody can have AIDS. Exactly. I want to make that clear. Oh, look exactly. at you. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, let's take a break and come back and goof on virginity because that's how this all started. This is a funny article. There's some funny stories in this thing. So we'll take a break and we'll come back. <sighs> what a stupid show. What? <laughs> What have we learned from Dub so far? He uses the term colored. I do not. You he's use a, that term. He's a petrosexual. I am a petrosexual. And he wants to mark people who have had uh, unfortunate items now, in their life. Now, I'm not saying this is a foolproof plan. There are flaws in it. And I would like everybody to help me uh, iron it out and then maybe bring something to Congress. And you know what? They'd pass it. The way we're headed down toward this evil fascist society that we're about to be living in, they'd pass it, no doubt. I'd have you, you, my friends, should go back to Fowlerville, take your rightful place on the throne of the Grand Wizard of the KKK, and eventually run uh, for Congress. 
as an independent. Everybody needs a voice. I'd say a Republican. That's where I'd put you. Inside out, we're taking a break and we're coming back. Virginity talk next. And I promise we won't mention how hot Benicio Del Toro is. Sexy. I can't speak for dubs. Smoking. We'll have face hideout. Wow, the Bible is written by people even dumber than all these mothers. Hideouts. Hideouts. You should go to jail just for all the things that you've helped make worse in this country, and I don't think you should be so proud of yourself. You should be hanged, you dumb. What are you doing? Sick and depraved. You should be shot. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? LFA's Hideouts on 106.7 WJFK. I'm going through all this stuff looking at what we want to do tonight. Yeah. We I, haven't done any of it? Yeah. We're not, I don't know. We got halfway down the first page. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to get to any of it. You set up. You try to uh, come up with some sort of a map. And, I guess... and who comes through with all the content? Yep, J-Dubs. <clears throat> You're in the soft course as usual. But we've, we've done fine, I think. Yeah. I think it's better than what you've got written down in this piece of paper, <laughs> personally. You would. Epic. Uh, give us ourselves a thumb. Um, all right, El Jefe and J-Dubs with you back inside the hideout. 866-277-4969, the new phone numbers. Uh, just for the evening, as we are having some uh, issues with the other DC and 800 lines, uh, AOL for broadband and the messenger, still available for you as well. Punani is here. Tommy Bateman uh, also taking your phone calls. Ah, oh, that should have gone out. No, that's excretory. You just can't do it twice, my friend. Oh, okay. Um, so here's the thing. I, I started this whole thing about this Latino magazine article. Yeah. And I got a question. You know, we were talking about the movie Kids, and this guy wanted to take the virginity of, uh, that was his thing. He was into taking the virginity of young, uh, of young girls, in the movie at least. Is virginity sacred to you, Dubs? I would say so. And, but once you lose it, you lost it, I think. Yeah? Now, was it something that was sacred to you personally? Like, you valued your virginity? I don't think you value it as much as it's a defining point in your life. Because on the old, the old radio show, the Skank Shift that we did, we made fun of the fact that you were a virgin for 19, 19 years, years yeah. you know, um, in your quest for abstinence, which, by the way, I don't think was completely something that you wanted. But you, just, you were a late bloomer. Yeah. You got a hot chick now, and, you know, you you know I've seen, you know, hot chicks that you've been with, you know, in previous. So you you blossomed. You ended up going through that stage, but you were one of those, you know, people that it happened late. So you didn't so much. You just thought it was a turning point for you in your life. Yeah. I, I don't think it was something that you cherish and you want your first time to be great or, you know, you want to make everything perfect or anything like that. But I definitely think it's a defining point in your life. Now, is that the guy mentality? Because I'll be honest, the virginity thing to me, like myself personally, did, wasn't, didn't really matter. Like, I wasn't so but, hung up on being a virgin at the time that I was a virgin. And at the same time, too, when I lost my virginity, it wasn't that a big deal to me either. You didn't find it, like, almost a corner that you turned, you know, almost, uh, you know... You were just doing your, uh, you know, kind of wind sprints, kind of getting ready for the big game, and now you, you've you uh, gone and conquered, and you kind of felt proud of yourself? Um, no. No? I figured, hey, this is something that you do in life. 
Um, I've, I guess I've taken a step, but it doesn't affect me either way. I, I've, already, I've done this already. And, you know, and then you move on. But I wonder if that's just the guy mentality. And if you're, you know, females, I, I'd like to know where you stand. What about you, Punani? Where, where were you in your, like, was, was the virginity thing a life-altering thing for you? No, no. I mean, I was pretty, I guess I'm pretty much standard because it was, you know, beach week after graduating from high school. And it was just a chick from high school that I've been going out with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, I mean, earth-shattering, no. Because the only thing earth-shattering was I wanted to get rid of it for me. William! Hey, what's up? This Thank is you, a, bro. You're the same William that was at Tequila Beach, right? Yep. Awesome, man. Outstanding. How did, good to see you, bro. What's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, hang out for the conversation if you want to. Just have a seat and, you know, we'll, we'll point at cool. you whenever we're ready to go. Thank you for bringing in the pizza. Pizza for plugs. No problem, man. Is there uh, anything that you want to um, discuss while you're here? Maybe a place where you work or something? Uh, work at Domino's. All right. Outstanding. Good for <laughs> Domino's. You got a phone number? Uh, 703-818-7100. And that just happens to be because William is our friend. Yeah, good friend. We met him out at Tequila Beach. Yeah. And uh, the crowd. I'm glad you're able to uh, push through the crowd to hang out with us that night. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I remember your face, but out of all the faces I saw that night, I can't believe I remember yours. And the fact that you stood in line, you know, all those hours, 45, 50 plus minutes to wait to get in. That was Beautiful. really cool of you, too. Yeah, the best part was trying to find a place to park. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, ooh. I mean, I don't know. It, it, couldn't, it couldn't have been more difficult than trying to find a place to sit in there because <laughs> it was packed. All right, so just got to hang out, William, if no you will. Um, Ryan, welcome into the hideout, bro. Hey, guys, how's it going? What's up, buddy? Hey, you know what? I, I think it's more of a girl thing because what kind of weirds me out is, like, like with Britney Spears and Jessica Simpson, how they, like, they want to maintain this thing like they're virgins up in, into their 20s. You I know, don't think that's there. true anyway. Yeah, but it, whether it's true or it's not, why do they put so much importance on it? You know what I mean? Like, Do you think it's because we label women whores if they have sex? Yeah, definitely. Is that but, what it is? I don't know. Like with Britney Spears, like even when she was claiming a virgin, she was dressed in her little Catholic schoolgirl outfit and totally putting out sex as an image. But then, for some reason, wanted to be known as a virgin. By the way, did you hear like Britney's gone back to church and she's cleaned up her act after the whole marriage thing, and then oh, she Lord. and then she and then she goes on tour, and she's doing this whole like self pleasure like acting out in a bathtub about some song that she has did, about her hand. Did you hear her uh, bitching about her parents too, no. saying that they it's like living in prison? They don't let her go out and do anything. You're Britney F and Spears. You you could buy them and sell them for how much money you have. You know you don't need your parents. Why are you still around their house? Thanks, Ryan, bro. Hey, no problem, guys. And that's the other thing too, and you see that a lot. Just kind of to veer off for a second, but you see that a lot of like these women or these girls or not even women and girls. Just people, period, like teenagers who live these real sheltered lives where virginity is like the end all be all and they can't they can't do anything. They can't you know, experience anything. And then they get that little touch of freedom either when they first move out or they go to their first party when they sneak out or they go to college and they end up overindulging and they end up becoming becoming complete skanks. In whores, because they were never able to like slowly test the waters. They were completely suppressed. Then they get out into the real world and they just go, you know, buck wild. And they, you know, you can't control them and you can't keep their legs closed. And that's what usually ends up happening most of the time. Well, yeah, and it's just like uh, kids that don't drink in high school that never touch alcohol. 
they go to college, they get a little taste of liquor, and they are all over the place. So this article in Latina Magazine, it's, it's disturbing and it's funny all at the same time. So apparently there is this new movement because we've put such a pressure and a label on women as whores if they end up having sex, yeah. I guess, before marriage. Yeah, it's not far from the truth. Um, no, I don't say that. <laughs> you, but we, 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 we've, we've created just this really weird you know, mentality for our, our women and our, and our girls where this thing has become the most precious thing that they could ever have. You know, not the gift of them volunteering, not the gift of them, you know, maybe caring for other people or loving other people. But it's this, okay, what you have between your legs is so precious that, you know, you can only, you know, do this at a sacred time. And it only has to be with someone you love and you can never experience anything else. Now, this is just kind of in general, but it's become more and more prevalent or you see it more and more prevalent in different cultures. So I'm reading this article. And there's this whole movement for women to get their virginity back. Now you hear born again virgin or maybe people who take time off like years from having sex and then consider themselves born again virgins. Well, you know that whenever a woman um, is been with for the first time, uh, yeah, has been, has been been with for the first time, something happens. And then we can't discuss it in the climate, but something physically happens. Yeah that considers her to be no longer a virgin. Now, sometimes this thing happens when you're riding on horseback or if you play a lot of sports. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. And then that that's the funny excuse, too. No, I swear I'm a virgin. I just I had a horse riding accident when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Who was the... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. I, I don't want to go to where I was going to take it. <laughs> that's, that's part of the problem. Now, but you see, now you can uh, have it. Plastic surgeons can... Put it back. Exactly. And that's what I was going to talk about, William. Did you read the Latina Magazine article, too, or you just no, heard about I, that? I, I heard about it. So, he, Oh, by the way, Bateman, you were begging for uh, the pizza that William brought in. That's why he's hanging out with us in this pizza for plugs. Come grab a slice, you woman. So, but here's the thing. You're right. There is now this movement in the plastic surgeon-like world to recreate the physical virginity of women. Now, that's crazy. <laughs> go ahead, Dubs. Can you get it kind of like you know? Say I want to go as like a a shingles patient for uh, for uh, for Halloween. It, would it be something like that where I could just stretch it over my eyes? Is that what they do? <laughs> kind of attached. <laughs> okay. All right. We can't get too graphic. What they end up doing in the process is they use materials. Okay. They use materials that were already there. Okay. They, they don't, like, graft skin off your leg or anything. <laughs> and, and thank God I thought it was going to be titanium or something like that. <laughs> and reconstruct uh, what was lost. Iron ore. In the, uh, in the, in the virginity. <laughs> and, and so here's the thing. This has become, this is, like, really prevalent in Korean and Middle Eastern women. And I, I don't know too much about the Korean side of it, but I know that in the Middle Eastern cultures... Delicious food, that's all I know. In the, in, the, in the Middle Eastern cultures, you know, it's something, you know, a woman is almost considered property a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the higher the value of the property if she's never been with before. Yeah. And if she has been with before, then you see... Her value go down and maybe well, it's like, it's and, like this, and this may be stereotyping and I may be out of it, but this is kind of what I know. And if you disagree, you know, feel free to call. Well, here's the thing: it's like you buy a new car, right? When you drive it off the lot, 
it's worth like three thousand dollars less. It's kind of the whole same thing, you know. Either the further you drive the car, the worth is going to the worth of it is going to go down. Now, what do you think about this? Do you think you're still a virgin if you've done everything but? Um, that's like you know the car just being used on the proving grounds. Okay, <laughs> you know it, it hasn't. It, it's street legal, uh-huh. but you know it it, it it it's not gonna run like it once did. You know everything. If everything but acts the actual act. quote unquote normal uh, act of sex is done, because I love when that's said too. When a girl's been pretty much around the world except for that one place, and you know they still consider themselves virgins. Um, but anyway, this this I, I can say it once. I guess it's hymenoplasty. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's 2000 to $3,500. That's not bad. To get it done. And now, if you have to get it done you, every week, I was going to say, you plan, a problem. you plan on getting it done there, J-Dubs? What? <laughs> you have somebody uh, in particular? Uh, Is this something you're going to do with your cat? <laughs> oh, no. Catioplasty? <laughs> um, uh, now, there are risks. You can get fever and infection. But here's here's where this here's where it gets a little psycho for me, okay? So there's a story in the magazine. All right, so there's this Dominican chick, and I'm just saying the the actual nationality because this is the way I read it uh, here in this um, in this magazine, Latina magazine, March 2004. It's a funny article. You should pick it up. So anyway, this she had a Dominican boyfriend. Yeah. And she was like 16 years old. And she thought it was going to be special, and they end up having sex on the beach. It was it Sammy Sosa? No. Okay. And <laughs> actually, you know, now that I think about it, it doesn't say. <laughs> but anyway, let's just say the whole experience wasn't exactly what she thought it would be. And they had sex a couple more times, but then the boyfriend ends up leaving her. Yeah. Because I guess he got what he wanted. So she's heartbroken. You know, she's 16. She's thinking, I'm worthless now because her culture has taught her that she's worthless. Not very far from the truth. And so it now (laughs) comes to the point where she's 24 years old, and she meets a Puerto Rican guy, and they fall in love. And they have sex. Now, this is the Mm -hmm. funny thing. The Dominican woman ends up having sex with a Puerto Rican guy. Now, Now, how old is she now? She's 24. Okay. I mean, this is, she's moved on, and this is the second person that she's been with. Wow, that's quite a gap. Well, exactly. She decided, you know, <laughs> she decided that she wanted to try to be a born-again virgin the old-fashioned way by just not having sex. So her and the, you know, and the Puerto Rican dude fall in love. Yeah. And, but it ends up, he's like, I can't marry you. And she was like, we're in love. You know, we got a great thing going on. What do you mean you can't marry me? He's like, you're not a virgin. You're you're filthy. I can't marry you. Now, never mind the fact that the guy's been, you know, having relations yeah. with, him, with her himself. He's been running around. You know? And she's good enough to have sex with, but not good enough to marry. Well, it's like, you know, you're leasing a car. When the lease is up, do you want to buy or do you want to move on to lease a new one? Well, this is what they decided to do. She was she was heartbroken. She figured she'd found the one, but because of one... Heartbroken... Whatever else broken. Sure. Box broken. (laughs) And so she decides, you know, this is the guy, and if this virginity thing is going to be the one thing that holds me back, I've heard about this weird new thing where they can replace what was taken from me on that that fateful night on the Dominican beach. (laughs) Let's do this. So her boyfriend's like, okay, I'll marry you if you get this done. So now you've got a chick going to get the hymeoplasty. Where he after she gets it, 
he proposes to her, and then they decide, you know what we're going to do? We're not going to have sex for two months. Wow. So that he's not going to walk across the threshold for two months. So that they're going to wait till their wedding night, two months from after. He said, we'll propose to you, and then two months to the day that you get this procedure done, I will marry you, and we won't have sex until then. To me, both of them have really, really tremendous issues to be this hung up on virginity. For the guy, first of all, to say, hey, I can have sex with you all I want, but I'm not going to marry you because you're a skank and you've ended up having sex with me, and I'm going to make you go back and get cosmetic surgery in your most precious of areas just so that I can have this fetish fantasy of being with a virgin on my wedding night. Yeah, that's weird. But <clears throat> now, how many times do you get this done before you say, okay, it's enough. I have to, you know, go with what I got. Like, can you abuse this thing? Like, you know, I, I know a person who had seven abortions. You seriously know yeah. someone? And, you know, that, Actually, that's like, that's by like the way, you, good for them. That's like that's like using it for birth control, which I think is totally wrong. That's what most teenagers do nowadays, too. I don't know about that, William. Um, Actually, I know a lot of uh, people from my old high school. That's how they that's how they used it. That's well, how they did it. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now, is there a, a point where you're like, all right, I've had this done seven or eight times. I'm just gonna you know stick with it, you know, and just say, okay, I'm not a virgin anymore. Sue me. <laughs> I mean, you're technically not a virgin once you have the procedure done anyway. God damn it, I have another point I can't make. It. <laughs> no, no, see, that's just it. Technically, you're not. Exactly. And so I don't even know why the so-called barrier would give this illusion <coughs> that you're actually... And I, is, there, is there anyone out there? I don't even know if there's anyone out there who's had this procedure. But what if your chick came to you and said, hey, look... I think I went about things all wrong. Um, I want to go get this procedure done. I want to spend $3,500 of our hard-earned money and go get my physical virginity back. What would you say? 866-277-4969. Now, here's the thing, too. Aren't there, like, certain exercises you can do to almost replace it as well? No, nah, I don't know. I mean, there are exercises you can do to make things better. Better, yeah, exactly. But I don't think there's anything that will actually make things grow back. It's not like you know, like a, like a, a something that can regrow. Exactly. It's not a piece of grass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it all in. I know you can't say that, but uh, that's another reason for fat chicks. <laughs> um, I can't read. read it now. Oh, oh, you want me to read it? Another great reason. No, don't read it over there. For being with fat chicks, chicks, you can't tell if you've. Okay. That's so disgusting. Can't tell. Okay. <laughs> because hey, well, I mean, let's is. just say because of folds. Um, that's, that's, that's the reason. So here's this. Now, what do you, at what point do you think is a good cutoff point, Dubs? At what age would you say, you know what? All right. I've had this. I've, I've done this. I want to get this procedure done. At what age does it get too creepy? Now, what I think is you shouldn't get it done young. I think people like 60 and up should be all over this and kind of recreating their childhood almost. You know, you're all right. I've lived my life. You know, I did everything with it. I'm retired now. I'm going to go back. I'm going to live life like I want to. And I'm going to try to do it all over again, but now I'm 60. And I'm going to start 
I bring him back my virginity. All right, let's be. Can you be serious? About I'm something? serious. I, I think this is something just like you know renewing your wedding vows. What do you do? You, <laughs> do, you, do you do it at the 25 year mark when you've been married for 25 well, what, years? What's the goal anniversary? <laughs> is is it a 25 or is it 10? Jesus, is something you do every 10 years? Yeah. I mean, is is there a, a you know? Nick, welcome into the hideout. Hey, how's it going? What's up, brother? I say you have like a bar mitzvah party for it. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I remember hearing a story. It was uh, it was about girls like up near Jersey, around that area. They would give it up, but well, not from the front, so they still called themselves a virgin. Mm -hmm. do, do you think that would count? I mean, I mean, not technically, because I think technically you have to actually, you know, consummate in the normal way, as opposed to what you would do from the front or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, I mean. I don't know. I think most girls don't want to give up the other thing, and I think a girl that does that has to be more messed up than a girl that just wants to be a virgin. I'd agree like, with that, too. I think, I think if you're going to all those weird bounds, and again, it's some weird thing that we've done to women in this society where they figure I can do everything except actual, you know, intercourse. Yeah, they deserve it. I, I am in the room with two just women. Oh, that was my first. Oh, give me a break. Ladies, I'm sitting here standing up for your rights. Saying that the issues that we've done to you are sad and and and, and depressing. <sighs> All right, now, you want me to read? This? No, I want you to give me a yes or no. Okay. Um, can I try to explain this? No, because they'll get dumped. There's no way we can. Hold on. Let me. This is kind of a fun game. See if I can. Dubs passes me a note. Now, if a girl gets this done, will she be more accessible? I guess. After the doctor uses the thing that he ends up using. Yeah, after he does the procedure. Are you saying, does does this end up, are there four steps involved? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Okay. Or is it, or oh, it some kind of laser surgery? It's that's, laser, that's what it is. Okay. It's a laser. There aren't any clamps involved. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. It's not like an eye clamp, you know what I mean? You're doing laser surgery. Okay, it's like getting your eyes worked on. Exactly. <laughs> um, and just as safe, by the way, too. Now, the reason I ask... You can go blind from that? <laughs> there is a 5% chance you'll go blind, so... No. Now, I'm thinking of something much worse if the doctor slips and... Oh, God. Oh, no. So, here's this thing. The reason I ask, is there an age limitation on this? At what point... I think, I think if you're in, like, your early 20s... Maybe early to mid twenties, and you want to get. First of all, I think it's completely psycho to begin with. I think any woman who would go and get this done, unfortunately, has let the society get to her so hardcore that she's obviously got some issues that she has to go and do this. I think it's psycho to begin with. Maybe it's forgivable in the first, you know, five years of your twenties, and then after that, it just gets really super creepy. Now, I, I, I'm still sticking by the my first comment that it would be kind of almost. Beautiful that a uh, 60 or 70 year old woman gets this done, and her, her and the man she loves, if they didn't get to do it the first time, get to recreate it at the uh, tender age of 75. Take take a virginity and break her pelvis at the same time. Yes. <laughs> you guys are into weird stuff. Are they, are they, <laughs> call me Buster Hip, baby. <laughs> Here's this man, Gladys Ibanez. A 49-year-old journalist in New Jersey recalls the first time she had relations after her virginity was physically restored. Okay. It was great. There was pain. 
there was the results. Results, the results that you would usually, like physical results yeah. of the liquid nature, I guess you would say, that would, you know. You're going a little far, all right? I, why couldn't I just say? And it was just like the first time. Yeah, it was just, I, that's what I would say, just like the first time. 49 years old. Yeah, beautiful. That's crazy. I can't imagine what we have done. What we have done to our nation's women and girls to make them think that you have to go I think, get physically restored. I think this is more of a problem even in other countries more than ours. Well, they've created... I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, let me address that in a second. Bill, welcome in. you got a good question. Yeah, what if the girl was raped? Then that would be a good excuse to um, have the surgery. You know, I would say... Golly, that I poor girl. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. You bring up a valid, uh, a valid issue there. My problem with that is it might be almost tougher to move on after you have that done. You know, you're always going to be thinking about it. <sighs> almost other than just trying to put it out of your mind. Is there you're any... actually going having surgery and keeping it in your mind again. Is there anything more disgusting, <laughs> like inhumane, than rape? I almost think it's worse than murder. Oh, it is. I, oh, 100%. You, you, the person has to live with that for the rest yeah. of their life. Yeah. At least when you're murdered, you die. There's nothing worse than a... I say petrosexuals and rapists. What? <laughs> At the top of the list of the, of the weirdest, creepiest people in the United States of America. Anyway, going on more in the article, it just talks about, you know, you have family members trying to talk this one chick who was uh, getting it done so the boyfriend would marry her. And they're like, hey, if he loves you, he's going to love you regardless. Otherwise, he doesn't really love you, and he has this weird child virginity fetish kind of thing. It, it might not be a... It, all right. It's a, it's a fetish. What's wrong with a fetish? To the if, point if where you're driving people back to, to recreate this? If the girl is into it, too, what's wrong with a fetish? I don't know. There's nothing wrong with a fetish. 866 People like feet. There's a difference between feet and going and getting the uh, a actual procedure done All right, maybe to recreate physical virginity. What if someone really liked web feet and they went to go get some webs put on their feet? You go on the internet and you find that there. But you can't find the actual girl with web feet. J-Dubs, I mean, do you consider this basically the same thing as uh, breast enlargement or uh, Botox? Or yeah. I mean, is that the same thing? I think so. Really? I think it is just because... If the girl wants to get it done and it makes her happy in some way, why? Why not? So who do you think would have more more mental issues? Someone who went to go get their physical virginity restored or someone who went and got collagen in their lips and liposuction and boob implants? I think it's almost parallel. Really? Yeah. I mean, you have you have issues either way. What you know, they they go they both go two different ways, but I think they are equally as far. What happened to people just being okay with getting old and getting old gracefully? You can't fight. That's what's so weird to, the, to me is that you can't fight this stuff. You realize you're going to get old. Things are going to sag. Things are going to get broken. That's part of life. That's how it happens. You continually put up this fight. You're going to lose the war. You're going to get old. And then when people finally realize, wow, I, did, I spent all this money trying to preserve this quote-unquote young lifestyle and look at me now i'm still the same person i'm out 12 grand spending all the money yeah you're gonna you you're gonna fight the fight and you're gonna lose but you know you make it so far with that fight all right it, it's just like with the fcc stuff going on we're gonna lose that war we know that 
But are we going to just roll over and let it happen? Yes, I want my job. <laughs> <laughs> or are we going to fight it so we can go as far as we can and then lose the war? That's why I want. That's why we're doing talking about this and not pizza roll roulette. Something, <laughs> something safe. Uh, let me ask you again. <laughs> you know, you want, honestly, Dubs, you bring up a valid point there. That was. That was. I was going to say. I mean, do you consider it a lie? What? I mean, let's say a chick uh, has it done, and you know, I, if she says she's never been with a guy, yeah, then it's a lie. But if she says I'm a virgin, no, because she technically is a virgin. But no, no she's not. Technically, she is emotionally or spiritual, whatever you want to call it. You know, there is on some level that she is not a virgin. Again, we're discussing this article in Latina Magazine in the March 2004 issue about this new phenomenon. Uh, phenomenon. Phenomenon. That is going on. Especially in the uh, um, Korean, Middle Eastern, and Latino communities where women are getting their actual physical virginity fixed and put back. And what were you saying, Dubs? Well, I, I think. In a way, it, I guess it just depends on what, because virginity is almost defined in so many different ways. Some people define it as just, you know, a, you know, a piece of skin. You know, some people define it as an, more of an emotional thing. Would you have, have you been? Um, I think you won't answer the question. What? You know, have I ever been with a with a virgin? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, me either. And I don't think I'd want to. That seems like too much pressure. And you know what? It, you know what it feels like? It feels almost kind of sick that you're hurting the girl. You know? Yeah, for your own for your own pleasure. Now, William, you say you have been? Yeah, I've been with about two virgins, and after the second time, I was like, nah. Yeah, it's just it's weird, yeah. Yeah, and it, it weirds you out. Isn't that weird to think too that those girls, <laughs> William, hanging out in here? I'm, 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 William, what was weirder than being virgins or than being twelve? <laughs> oh, Stop, man, no, that's wrong. I was going to ask William. I mean, what's he do now when he meets a virgin? Is he make him go ride horses for a couple of weeks or something? <laughs> did you, William, did you think about the fact that William's got his big dog shirt? on he's coming in hanging out of the hideout bringing us pizzas and to know that two women always think of william as the first and you're always going to be those women's first now hey, that's pressure man i mean i don't know to me that's that's that is because you got you got a basically you're going to be the measuring for stick for all yeah there you go you're going to be the me i'm just like and it's the measuring stick for the whole man side of the race yeah the whole all of mankind yeah, there you i go. can't live up to that i never i don't now, physically, I think it'd be okay for me to be, because I don't think I'd be doing any hurting. You know, physically, <laughs> considering, I, considering I don't, where I, don't, I am. All right, physically, I don't think they'd need to have this thing done after, you know, you guys consummated. I, I wish I could argue with that, and I honestly don't believe I could. Bat chicks. <laughs> that's, that's your cure to everything. And I, I, I wrote down the reason why. Yeah, you actually, you did. All right, there it is. I believe we've covered this in its entirety, and it's something that's... I don't know. It's just really interesting that there's just such this hang-up on sex. Such a hang-up on sex to the fact that, you know, we're forcing people to go to this point. Oh, you were talking about, is it a lie? You know, and I'd be, I'd be livid. I'd be livid, first of all, finding, you know, if I'm with someone that's 27, 31 years old, who knows, I may end up, you know, after the separation and, you know, meeting somebody, and I'd be weirded out. If they were that old and they were a virgin, I'd think, okay, they already have issues to begin with. Yeah, there's something frigid. And then you figure out that they lied and they were, you know, some sort of a, you know, slut and this was their way of being reborn. I just want to know that you were a slut and I'm okay with that. I'll deal with that. Don't feel like you've got to go through this $3,500 procedure but if to get makes, everything back. If that's what makes them happy, who are you to say? 
Well, then I'm not going to be with them. I mean, yeah, if you're having sex, you're kind of getting involved here. and It's not just... Well, I mean, then, you know, you live your life, you live them little theirs. And by the way, we invited a couple of people on to come on and talk about this. Someone from the Laser Vaginal Rejuvenation Institute in Los Angeles, Dr. David Matlock. Uh, we invited him to come on the show. He only, he only performs this procedure on old people. And he said no, because he was afraid we wouldn't talk about it seriously. Matlock. <laughs> I believe we had. And um, there's actually a psycho psychotherapist that was going to join us, but she kind of got back to us too late. So there it is. Would you want your virginity back? I know personally for me, as a man, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It was like I don't know. Well, how would you get? How would a guy get his virginity back anyway? I was gonna say. How do you even technically lose it? How do you have one? You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think you, because technically, if you really want to be technical about it, we got It ends up the virginity loss for a guy usually happens in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, for the very, for, that's when you would technically, I suppose, when that, you know. You mean we can't get uncircumcised? What? I don't know. That's the only thing I can equate it to. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back. Speaking of virginity, um, what about people like AC Green? Remember? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that guy's a freak. Former NBA basketball player, played for the Dallas Mavericks. He was put up on this pedestal because he never had sex. And you remember we? This is even a story we did on the Hideout. Yeah. I forgot about this. Mm -hmm. About the fact that he got married, and he was two months into his marriage and still hadn't had sex yet. And his wife was wondering aloud in the papers, I think there may be something going on here. He was even in the question, is he a mo? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and if your wife's saying that in the paper, you got to be thinking, maybe I am. Now, speaking of sports athletes, there's this great thing on ESPN that we have, and we're going to play for you next, about, about athletes having sex and, like, just the amount that they end up getting. It's a fascinating thing. And I pose the question to you, in this period, almost overall, should we expect our athletes to be monogamous? Should we expect them to be able to be uh, in a relationship where it's only them and their wife or their girlfriend? Do, is that a realistic thing to place upon athletes? We'll find out uh, in just a second, taking a very quick word. William. Thank you so much for stopping by, man. No problem, Thanks for bringing bro. in the pizza. No problem. Thanks for coming out to Tequila Beach. You're awesome. Feel free to stop by any other time, brother. All right, I might stop by next week with another pizza for you. Oh, hey, there it is, a man after our heart. I get a discount, so hey. <laughs> What's that phone number again for Domino's? 703-818-7100. Taking a break. We're coming back. It's the Hideout on JFK. Hideout. Hideout. Very smash spoon. Featuring LFA. J Dub's business spoon. LFA's hideout business spoon. LFA. I have a very professional broadcast quality radio. No, no, voice. no. You have a top 40 gay voice. That's what you have. J Dub's. My voice <laughs> caters the retards. LFA and J Dub's. Live until 11 on 106.7 WJFK. And welcome back into the hideout. I am LFA. That is J Dub's. Uh, if you want to participate tonight, 866-277-4969, AOL for Broadband, Instant Messenger as well, AOL for Broadband. Our content partner, everything we've talked about today, you can find on AOL for Broadband. So make sure you talk to your provider as soon as you can about this. We were talking about virginity, J-Dubs, mm -hmm. and, um, and, we, and we mentioned A.C. Green there at the end of this, and 
from what I saw in this ESPN, I guess, uh, perspective on what goes on with athletes and sex, the fact that this guy was able to remain a virgin is borderline insane. Yeah. Mainly because he may have some other issues because well, as an athlete, it appears you have so much tail thrown your way. I think one of his issues that, that never was addressed until everybody found out he was a uh, how many year old virgin, mm-hmm. that haircut, that haircut they was sporting through the 80s, you know, you knew he had issues then. The, what, now, which one are you talking about, the high box that he had or the jerry curl? He had like this uh, almost slant, like a slope going on the side of his head. The Gumby. Yeah, the Gumby. That's how we refer to it, the Gumby. Uh, now, there were, it seems like they had a lot of issues uh, with A.C. Green. In fact, his wife was even bringing it up. Um, but I saw, I'm watching ESPN, and I, I, I guess I was about to go work out or something, and I caught the tail end of it, and I know that they repeat Sports Center 15 times in the morning, and so I just decided I had to record this. I, I'm a big fan of them doing that, too. Yeah. I, I'll sit there and watch the same episode over three times. Does that mean we're stupid? Why? As guys, that we will sit there and we will watch the same thing over and over and over again. I, I think girls are the same way with MTV. When I was married, in fact, my chick used to get on to me all the time because of the reason that I, I enjoy sitting there and like I like watching the same movie over and over again. I don't know yeah. about you. Like um, old school, I have on DVD. You know, I could watch that a billion times if I, if you know, over and I will. I, I'm just kind of wondering because it's sort of the subject in night. Do pedosexuals watch the Animal Channel over and over? Petrosexuals. Petrosexuals. I'm sorry. Is that something that you do, Dubs? No, I, I don't like the Animal Channel. I like my Sadie Lou, and that's about it. Um, uh, Bateman says he watches American Psycho every day, and that doesn't surprise me. I don't know why. What's another thing that I'll watch over and over again? Like the same TV shows, like Drew Carey or Seinfeld. Yeah, I'll watch Friends until my eyes fall out. Mm-hmm. And I hope they do. <laughs> What? The more I talk to you, friends, your your pet, the petrosexual thing that you have going on, you have shocked me more this show than maybe at any other time. Bateman says he also enjoys Slap Happy. <laughs> Slap Happy is a good movie, and I I appreciate him sending me a copy of that. <laughs> um, so let's see here. So I'm watching this, and um, ESPN. I'm gonna. I don't want. I wanted to at some point play the whole thing, but we just don't have time for it. So I want to show you a couple, of, uh, share a couple of things that we have here. This is from the report. All right. What's going on here? I don't want to get into this, but does it sound weird right now in your headphones? Well, that's when I turn this thing on. Oh. Should we not even play it off the computer then? Why? Right, we're already setting it up. We can do this. Well, let's see how, if it gets, does it sound too weird? No, it just sounds really, I'm, I'm sure people driving down the road have no idea. Between all the reverb, no one's even going to be able to tell. So, all right, well, because I turned it off. Let's play this and see, let's see if you can understand. This, right. is, this is one of the women who apparently is the quote-unquote girl in the stable, if you will. Like, whenever these guys go to the various towns, these athletes... They figure it's safer to just have someone lined up. You know what I mean? Well, is it the the players that find it safer, or do the women just kind of create the stable? Well, it, well, at Cheeks, the, this lady kind of quote unquote explains the game, if you will. Okay. This 30-year-old woman who asked that her identity be concealed says she has been dating and having sex with athletes for 10 years. They know there are some women that 
strictly sleep with athletes. There's the ones that they literally date. But majority, I'm going to just say 95% of the athletes in the industry are aware of the game. And that's what we call it. That's the game. And in every game, there is calculation and strategy. 25 and single, Willie Harris plays infield for the White Sox. You see beautiful women that they're at the hotels waiting for you to come in and waiting for you to come out. It's just good. You know, you see those pretty girls and it's, it's tempting, you know, it's tempting to be honest. I... And that's, and you stop it right there real quick. Could you imagine what it's like? Could you imagine what it is like to be a professional athlete, to go on the road and have these... This, going down to your, you know, to your hotel, where you literally have your pick of the litter, more than likely. Yeah. I mean, and to be 25, single, a professional ball player, and I know too that there's even something about ball players that women dig, and I, I guess it's because they they use their body, they tend to be in like great physical condition, that kind of thing. I mean, even the linemen though, they get pale. Yeah, and they get pretty, and they their bodies aren't anything really that great. Mm-hmm. They're just you know big guys. Well, Jalen Rose in this in this in this thing says there's kind of a misconception about the whole thing. You know, there's a lot of conception that you know that's a big time what, what people consider groupy scenes where we show up at a hotel and it's like uh, an after concert so to speak, where tons of women just in the lobby and things of that nature to be chosen. To be honest with you, that's not necessarily the case. But Tammy Anderson says that was indeed the case when she traveled with her now ex-husband, Kenny Anderson. He's played in the NBA for 12 years. There'd be at least 30 women in the hotel lobby, not particularly all for him. But there'd be at least 30 girls just camped out waiting for the bus to arrive. Come on, man. You can tell. Everybody can tell. They're there at the hotel sitting there. Now this, this is the same Tammy from the real world. Oh, really? You remember the Tammy that got David thrown out of the house? That's her. In the real world San Francisco. When I watched it, I thought she looked familiar, but I thought it was maybe just from another news conference or something like that. Now, what she did, she followed the the basketball player around, went on tour with him or whatever? She was one of those wives that <sighs> didn't trust her husband. I'm in a then minute. why are you married? Why would you marry a professional athlete? And this is the thing, and just kind of getting off on this, on this subject. I, I know why. Money. Money and to be fame and to be known because every time this issue is out there, she's always there to talk about it. She's the one ex-wife or wife that will speak on camera and will be the first one up to say, you know, my husband did this, my husband did that. Because, you know, obviously she had some sort of oh, yeah. money, fame issues by going on real the real world. world. And I'll never forgive her for what she did to David oh, because yeah. that was not. And to me, that was not any sort of uh, assault or harassment or anything. Now, it's it, goofing off. And yeah. she is such a drama queen. You call me a drama queen. She is such a drama queen. You guys would never get along. You guys are just Clash of the Titans right there. You know, and I wonder if that's why I hate her so much. Because she is a drama queen. And she does seem like super, super annoying. What's up? Hey, uh, she did do one thing I really agree with when she was on The Real World. She um, had her jaw wired shut so she couldn't eat or talk for a few weeks. <laughs> that is classic. I do. Was that the same Real World with um, Pedro? No. No, that was the next season. Yeah. Okay. It was with John, the cowboy. Yeah, the cowboy guy. and uh... He wasn't in the same one with Pedro? No. Really? Right, so was it Real World San Francisco then or no? Uh, Real World Los Angeles, season three. Okay. No, season two. Season two was one with uh, with uh, Dominic. 
Yeah. Why are we talking about this? This is so gay. No, no, but, I mean, but I'm saying she is like the first person to be up and talk about what it was like. You know she married an athlete because she figured fame and fortune. And, and you I know what? I, I guarantee you she took half his money, too. Remember, she was in that awful uh, woman band. Was she really? What, yeah. what one? Uh, I don't think they ever did anything. I just remember her talking about it on the real world, like, oh, I'm going to be in this band. And at the very end of the, the season, they um, everyone that was in a band formed. Remember how god-awful that country singer was? Phil, he was just terrible, and everybody thought he was great. He's going to be the next Garth Brooks. What are you thinking about the current season in the real world? I lost interest. You know yeah, what? I, you know I'm what? Not, I, I'm not that interested, but I, I I like it. You know, it's not as bad as some of them I see. You know when I lost interest? When we went and did uh, uh, singles in the city. And saw when we saw Brad and when we saw Cameron there, and I was just like, hmm, I don't know. You're not so interesting. I I was like, because I was upset. Like, what are you famous for? Yeah. You you don't have any talent. You were so drunk that night, walking out, trying to explain why they aren't famous. You're just yelling. Oh, I'm not. Not even so much about why they're not famous, but why they are. Like, you have no appreciable talent. You're not known for being an outstanding oratory. You're not known for being a singer or for having any talent. You're known for going on to television. Yeah. That just seemed really odd to me. And like everybody was like around them. And I mean, I guess they're good-looking people. Man, it's just a jealousy. I think he's overrated. Cameron. Yeah. There's something kind of cute about her though. Something, just a little bit. Yeah, it, it, she looks like the type of chick that throws up. And that's hot to me. <laughs> Dubs, the things that turn you on, I'll never understand. I'm also getting this, too, on the feedback. Apparently, this Tammy Anderson has uh, got a script based loosely on her life as an NBA wife. See what of I'm course. saying? Trying to, And you know what? Maybe good for her cashing in. But she was one of those well, that you could tell. That's completely what I mean. Was in it. You, you can't really falter because you see you see a suitcase full of money and it can be yours. You're gonna take it exactly. But you know you can't. You don't have to like her about it though. Uh huh. Um, you talk a little bit more about this. So uh, apparently, uh, Jason Seahorn kind of weighs in on this as well because you know he's married to Angie Harmon. Yeah. The the hot chick that was formerly in Law and Order. And uh, do you think she's hot, by the way? Yeah, she's she's really cute. There's something about her. She doesn't have an outstanding body or an outstanding face. No, she's just she, exotic. Yeah, you know it, what I mean. It's it's the voice. She's got that rasp. Oh, you're right. She, oh. does, she does have a raspy thing going on, and she's just hot. So here's Seahorn talking about the risks of being a pro athlete. Oh, hold on. Conception that you know that's a big... when they cut slow down. Jason Seahorn, who is married, has played in the NFL for a decade. The risk is, hey, you can catch all kinds of diseases. But B, you know, this kind of stuff can happen where some you have sex with somebody and they just, bam, you know, he raped me. O over the reward of, you know, maybe an hour, half hour, ten minutes, five minutes, I mean, depends on who you I mean, it goes, that that's your reward? Everyone wants to say, oh, I'm glad, whew, glad it didn't happen to me, but it can. And so here they're, oh, sorry. And here they're talking about the risks, and this is why they line the women up because they're kind of afraid. It's almost better and easier for you to go ahead and line women up in every city to know exactly, you know, where these women stand, and know, you know, kind of based on the fact that you, you know the situation. Everybody knows what's going on, 
And, you know, this is how it's going to play out. Now, here you got the chick, the chick that they're interviewing, yeah. talking about all the stuff that she ends up getting. I actually have a condo that they pay for. Um, then, of course, I, again, I get cash, gifts, shopping sprees, spa treatments, travel. The list goes on. About how much would you say all of this is worth a month? I'm going to say about 18000 Can you believe now, that? Now, what she is, she's a whore. I, I would have to say she's a bona fide whore, but do you think she'd consider herself a prostitute? And she has to know she is, even though, you know. Because you would think she, I bet in her mind somehow she thinks that she's, like, performing a service for these guys. 18000 a month. I just want to know where do I have to go. I know. If you yeah, know, I mean, I'm sorry. That's, that's what I'm saying. Hot chicks have it so many. Do you know what it's like to be a hot chick? I, you know, my wife, a former wife, was a very hot chick. And hot chicks just get free stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, don't worry about paying for that. It's no big deal. Remember in The Hot Chick? Have you seen that movie? No. <laughs> the movie with, um, what's his name, Rob Schneider. Yeah. It's so funny because there's even a bit kind of, you know, about that, about how... You just kind of, you know, lick your lips a little bit or lick your finger. Do I really have to pay for this? Or how much is this? Oh, no, it's free. In fact, remember, it's so funny. Remember when we'd go out and we'd do live remotes and live broadcasts and stuff? Yeah. And we'd only have a certain amount of T-shirts and CDs. The hot, you always saved the T-shirts, which are supposed to be the big prize. You always saved the T-shirts for the hot chick. And you always ask the hot chick, trade me your shirt. Yeah, you have to trade it. Let's, yeah. let's trade shirts. Let's go about it that way. Um, Fairfax Mike, welcome back in the hideout, bro. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, this thing has been going on for years. And back in the day, Chuck Berry used to pay uh, sisters, you know, when he was torn down south. So, you know, he used to take a lot of white women to bed, but he would pay sisters to be there so he'd be seen with a sister instead of being seen with a white woman. Not, really? Yeah, man, that's commonplace. Sinatra had to do it with um, with uh, Sammy Davis too. Do you think? Do you think it's realistic to expect athletes to be faithful? No, nah, it's absurd. It's, it's absurd to expect anybody with power to be faithful. That's why you get power. So that for, I like to say this. I like to say he got into radio for the coke and the whores. There you go. And I, and I mean that. Because the coke, I don't necessarily mean cocaine, but the high of it, you know, the the admiration, the you know, the things like that. The, and then the I, women. I I meant cocaine. <laughs> hey guys, I got a, I got a request for you, man. What's up? Hey, can we get some public enemy for the old school jamming tonight tonight? Wow, I don't know if I have any on me. Oh, but that's good though. Next week, I guarantee we'll do it. All right, man. Thanks. All right, bro. Let it. Let it. <clears throat> and that's and, and actually the final thing that I want to play from this is whether or not it's realistic, uh, the percentage of guys that are faithful. This is them talking to somebody right here. Uh, hold on. What percentage of players can be monogamous? What percentage? Can be? 100. How many are? Ooh. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's lower. Out of 100 athletes, I think maybe 1%, if not 0.5%, is faithful. Oh, come on. And you know that from experience. I give the married guys. I'm not even gonna talk about them. I'm gonna let them do what they do. They look married to me, and they look faithful to me. I see why they're married. Saying. That's cool. She said she knows from experience that only one percent of athletes are not, you know, are are faithful. Have you banged 99% of the U.S. athletes? Is that what she's saying? Well, I don't know. If we didn't play this part. There's a, there's there's one point in this report. 
where she talks about she has she's working two different guys. Yeah. So she's got two professional athletes, and they. And I guarantee it's more than two. And she and she was even asked, "Have you even slept with married athletes?" And she said, "Yes." That's got to be such a great gig, man. Can I would imagine have, that. Imagine having her in the studio, having her write down the names. Oh, that'd be so awesome. I don't want to. Well, hold on. We'll, we can play that game in a second. All right, hold. Let's finish this up real quick. Do you sleep with married athletes? Oh, here it is. I have. It's the same. It's as if they're not married because they're not at home with their wives. They're away. And when the cat's away, the mice will play. Which is one reason the topic of sex is so taboo for athletes to talk about publicly. Wiley says that has to change. Because of that Kobe case, it shows the world, and it, it has to show you that we need to talk a little more about this instead of acting like it doesn't exist, acting like there's not these you know, variables that, that we have to live with and, and, and make decisions about. So Kobe you know, brought it to the table, and it's time to learn from it. Again, that's something from uh, ESPN, I guess, outside the lines, Kelly Neal reporting. And now, what do they have to learn? Not to rape anybody? Or that, you know, you just don't have sex with people well, I think for the rest? I think he's ta talking about the issue of the fact that Kobe, everybody was like, wow, Kobe had sex at a wedlock. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because that's where, where, when he admitted he was unfaithful, everybody was like, wow, you know, yeah, this is like, Kobe. Like, that's a big surprise. I mean, you hear about, you know, again, it's all alleged, but you hear stories about MJ. And the whole situation that MJ just had, you know, a ton of things going. MJ, he got blackmailed, didn't he? Yeah. I think I even remember a story about blackmail. And this is the overall question that I have for you. 866-277-4969. Is it realistic to expect athletes to be faithful? And I take it one step further. Is it realistic to expect politicians, actors... We, do you expect rock stars to be faithful? Do you honestly believe that any rock star is faithful to the person who they're married to? I, I you know, I believe that there is, <clears throat> but it's the it's the should they have to be? No, is the institution no, of marriage that we're fighting over right now is it really that sacred when we have double standard for these other people? Here's the thing: no one has to be. No one has to be faithful. No one has to do this or that. It, and these girls who date these people or marry these people, who y you know when you start that they are the most faithful person, you put yourself in that position, and I think you have to deal with the hand that you're dealt, and you know what you're getting yourself into almost. 866-277-4969. You, you, know, you have to know. You know, especially when it comes to an athlete or a rock star, you have to know the temptation is there, and you have to be open to it. And that's why it's that's why I'm really fascinated by a lot of times, you know, I, I meet people, our buddy Shafee had this problem. Yeah. He met this chick. He did a show called The Skank Shift where whores would throw themselves on him. You know what I mean? It was easy to pull, pull some tail. And she would get upset by the fact that he was doing the show and that he was doing bits, and it's like, hello, honey, I make my living doing a show called the skank shift you know this is what i do and either you're going to accept it that's how i met you or yeah exactly and by the way i hooked him up on uh el jefe what is it the el jefe experience that i did at q106 on saturday night i remember that that wasn't a bad show yeah let's listen to you bob and tom light <laughs> uh let's go to flora flora welcome into the hideout hey guys how's it going what's up baby? Show, by the way thank you um Oh, and I want to apologize to J-Dubs. J-Dubs, you're doing a great job. And I didn't acknowledge you before, so... Oh, okay. Say that. Thank you for whatever. 
<laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Hey, um, what I wanted to say is, um, you know, I would like to give people, the, you know, the benefit of a doubt, but I think as long as these guys are treated like they're above above human and given everything on a silver platter, they're going to expect not to abide by the same standards that, you know, you and I live by. So it's okay then. It's, it's not it's okay. It's not okay. It's, it's really not okay, but you know, it didn't even matter. You know, when, you, when you're giving 19-year-olds, now, forty-some million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and they're cloistered. You know, they're surrounded by a bunch of yes men and people that want to that'll bend over backwards just to kind of gain some of that cash. Mm-hmm. Then you know, you can't. I'd like to think that they would be have some kind of standards and stuff and be faithful to you know, I wonder, you know their families. But you bring up a, you bring a, bring up a good uh, thing, Flora, and the yes men and the people who they're surrounded by. You know, the entourage. And this isn't just yeah. athletes. I mean, we, we've asked, is it okay for politicians? Is it okay it, for it, it actors? Really, it really isn't. But, you know, this whole culture is about catering to these. And it's sad because there's a difference between a man and a punk. And it, it's sad that a lot of these guys, you know, you know, if, you're, you know, if you grow up and your dad cheats on your mom, you don't really look at him the same way. You kind of think, you know, you kind of a punk. Actually, and it's, it's really sad. Thanks, Dubs. You had this happen, didn't you, Dubs? Well, yeah. My uh, my mom and dad broke up, and uh, I really resented my dad for a while because it all went down because he cheated on her. Mm-hmm. So I resented him for a very, very long time, probably uh, up until about one or two years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, it happens. You when when someone does this, like Kobe. You know, even though it doesn't surprise you that he was unfaithful, you really kind of look at him as a different person. See, I don't. I really, I honestly don't think it. I think, I look at them and think, wow, they're human. Wow, good for them that, you know, they actually had this human side to them and they realized that it's nearly impossible to remain faithful. 866-277-4969. Well, I'm sure... That the wife knew that too, you know. The wife knew he wasn't going to be faithful, and you know. But it's a totally different situation when for a normal person and an athlete. Tom, uh, Tony, welcome into the hideout. Hey guys, I'm just going to weigh in a little bit, uh, and I think Spike Lee did a movie years ago where he said the ladies were talking about, hey, if a woman's going to put it right in a man's face, something's going to happen. Now, just two points. Um, Anderson, Tammy Anderson. I don't know if you remember when she got married to Kenny Anderson. She was about four or five months pregnant. Oh, I did not know that. No, she had some very beautiful pictures of her wedding in Jet and Ebony many years ago, and she had a white gown. I can never forget this. I had it in my mind. And she was pregnant. I mean, she was at least four to five months pregnant. And I don't know if you remember this one, but Juanita Jordan was pregnant when she married Michael Jordan. You knew that too, right? No, I didn't know that. I don't. I don't yeah. know whether that's. Yeah, I mean, they had. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not like it's. The worst thing in the world, but you got to understand with these athletes and stuff like that, there are a lot of women out there, and I'm not saying this right, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of women out there who will put it in their face and say, what you going to do? And, you know, like like the man said in the movie, what they going to do? I, I don't know. How are you going to turn it down? I mean, you, and then you look, at these pla- you look at these places like Colorado where all these issues are coming out where they're getting them strippers and stuff like that. And these are these are high school kids. And yeah, you, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't punish the kid for that, definitely, because... They throw it in your face. You're gonna take a bite, you know. God, I need a bite so bad. All right, thank you, thank you for the call. Um, again, you know, wondering where you weigh on this. What, what, wondering whether or not this even bothers you. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Eight six six two seven seven four nine six nine. Jen, welcome into the hideout. Hi. 
Hey, I just have a comment about um, people who assume that athletes aren't um, aren't necessarily faithful. I have a brother who is actually a pro athlete, mm-hmm. and it's just odd to see. I think the women go into these relationships knowing that their husbands are going to be unfaithful because I've seen the women who are just decked out in their outfits, they're decked out in their bling bling, and they've got tons of children with them. You know, and I think that their they know that their husbands are doing that, but as long as they keep them laced and whatever, it's, they don't say anything about it. Um, it's you, understood that it goes on. What what you don't have to tell us any real details about your brother, but what what sport is he in? He's a football player. Okay, what team? And, no, I don't. He should have to go that far. I'm not going to say what team. No. What what what, what uh, conference? Uh, <laughs> NFC. Is he, a, is he a cowboy? Go Cowboys. No, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> no, I know. But, that's a... but what I've seen as far as faithfulness, I think that the only time that you're truly going to get an athlete that's faithful to his wife or his girlfriend or what have you is if they've been around since they've been together since, what, high school mm-hmm. or the very beginning in college when they were nothing. But even still, that's not guaranteed to see that they're not going to go and they're going to cheat on their, on their wives. Because I see it happen every single day. Yeah. There are people that I sit next to that I'm like, you know, you're so-and-so's girlfriend or you're so-and-so's wife, but my brother had a party last week and he definitely wasn't acting like he was married or he had a girlfriend. I just don't think it's realistic to expect that, to, for them to act like that. I don't think it's, I mean, it's not necessarily expecting them to act like that. I think it's kind of known, but I don't think that, I think the women are stupid as well to expect to go into an institution of marriage where you know that 95% of the time your man probably will not be faithful because of all the temptation that is presented to him. Now, do you think they're stupid or smart because they know at some point the boy's going to slip up and he's going to get and she's going to get half that cash? Well, I don't know. Well, it depends because a lot of the women here, what's so sad to me, what I see is that a lot of the men actually have children. And when I say children, I mean two, three, four, and five kids, you know? So it's like comfortable. They understand it that their their husband isn't being faithful, and they deal with it because they're not going to lead that comfortable lifestyle. I mean, everybody walks around with four or five carat diamond earrings and rings, and their kids are wearing Coco Chanel and Gucci. You know, and they're two years old. Uh, you know what? And that's right. You just kind of all right. That's this is kind of the so lifestyle that I've uh, it's chosen the for myself. Lifestyle they've chosen for, or even if they've been with them since they were like you know an eighth grader or whatever. Now that they're in this lavish lifestyle. They're not going to give it up, and they accept the fact that they're just going to have to deal with the fact that the man's going to do whatever he wants because he's the one who's putting the carrots in their ears. Interesting. Thanks, Jen. You're welcome. Tell him on. I said hi. Go Lions. (laughs) But my question on that is, I mean, is there a limit? Is there a limit that you can't cross? I mean, let's just say it's accepted that, yeah, this is going to happen, sort of like what Jen was just saying. Mm -hmm. But is there a limit? I mean, does the guy have to keep it quiet or try at least? Or can it just be a blatant... Remember in Major League, which is, by the way, one of my favorite movies. Absolutely. And at the end of Major League, where Corbin Burnson's chick goes off and uh, ends up being with uh, Charlie Sheen, because she sees him on television sneaking into a uh, a back room with a, you know, a groupie once the Indians make the playoffs. By the way, there's no other movie that'll make me cry like, uh, like, uh, like Major League. The Indians win it. The Indians win it. Oh my God! The Indians win it. I just I, I got goosebumps now. And by the way, baseball. I got yeah. baseball starting tomorrow. I got a little. Uh, Jesus, you just stopped. I thought. <laughs> I really did. I played all the time. Um, yeah, sure. Bring uh, bring Stacy and Stacy may have some comments on this. Stacy from the Stacy Show coming in next. And Bateman, I think, even had a couple comments on this as well. Um, he was telling me a couple of stories that he may want to get in on this because he's a super na- athlete. <laughs> well, not him specifically, but some buddies that you know. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. What's that? Just tell me. No, I cannot. Def- I definitely cannot say this on oh, the. Oh, get the cough button and yell and you know. Uh, yeah, hold on. We're gonna turn off uh, the mic. Turn off all-
Go. If you need to go, go. Seriously. No, I'm not going to go. I'll be here. Yeah, I guess, seriously, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm cool until... I'm running this all the way till the top of the hour, bro. Are you really? So you better tie it in a knot. <laughs> hey. We haven't even played the 10 o'clock spots yet. Not interested. <laughs> In the 9 o'clock. Uh, yeah, we did. Oh, did we? Yeah, we, that's okay. why we, we broke that early. Um, before we get to Stacy real quick, let's talk to Brad. Brad, welcome in, bro. What's up, buddies? How you doing tonight? What's up, man? Ah, uh, it's good, you know. Big ass hey. Packers fan. Big ass yeah, Packers yeah, fan. What's up, buddy? What's up, baby? Had a chime in. Hey, Emma Smith would have never broke the Russian record if he wasn't banging some sized old lady. <laughs> now, now, I know the FCC rules come out, so, you know, we can't link from the subject, so we have to switch characters, you know, every five seconds. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, these guys are coming out, they're doing everything that us fat guys sit home and watch on Sundays and watch basketball. They're doing what we want to do. Every man in the world. You know, that's, a, these... that's an interesting point. Is that part of it that we're, in a sense, not only living out the football, like the sport, you know, aspect of it, but we're also in a way thinking, wow, what would it be like? Because how many times have we been in a club, Dubs, and you're walking around, like even we're at Tequila Beach, and we were semi-known while we were at Tequila Beach. At least yeah. they knew we were the guys standing up there talking to ourselves. Uh, you couldn't hear us over the music. But, you know, it was one of those. But could you imagine being like a Lavernius Coles or somebody like this walking into, like, Dream, and just the amount of women who... I dream about that. Sometimes I fall asleep dreaming and hoping and praying because I went to go see The Passion of the Christ that I will grow a foot, a foot and a half, and be able to be an NBA center so that I could pull all of the uh, the women possible. That's a great point, big-ass Packers fan. Well, just when Stacy comes in the studio, she's a little hot Jewish chick. She's hot. <laughs> ask, her if, ask her if Clinton Portis came around her way and threw, like, three Gs in her lap. Would she bang them? All right, well, she's here right now. Answer that, Stacy. Yes or no? Three Gs. Three Gs. And he's a, a giant black man, I take it? Yeah, well, he's not a, too giant. He's a football player. He's a running back. Great football player. He's the savior of the I rest of I think it would take more than... Than three grand. Really? I'd do it for free. Yeah, I, no, I, you know, you throw, you throw. You know, a, you know, he'll take care of me eventually. Yeah, you throw me a, <laughs> a large pizza like uh, what's his name did? Like William? Yeah, well, William did. You know, I, I feel like I owe William uh, like five minutes in the bathroom now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take care of you. You need a massage, uh, Stacy. You are uh, our JFK uh, expert, if you will. You know a lot about these relationship issues. I've had enough of them. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Is it realistic to expect athletes, politicians, actors, radio personalities to remain faithful? Absolutely not. Wow, you're cool. You you can't expect. Is it men or women only? Because I no. expect my woman to be faithful. It goes both ways. It's the human condition. We always want what we can't have. When I was married Duh, twice, both times, <laughs> you know, all I wanted to do was be single. I was so bored with being married it's the whole chase it's the whole what can you get and if you've got money and you've got fame why does that put you on some other playing field you just, now you have access because you can get away you with can all. get it i couldn't imagine being married if you were a if you were in one of these positions you know what radio, i don't even know a radio personality stay married obviously think about all the guys who troll the phone lines mm -hmm. think about all the janitors who call me yeah. <laughs> my demo. Yeah, exactly. Drunk janitor. Uh, it's so hard to resist. I didn't know my mom called you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize for her. burned her. We're sorry for running up the bill from uh, Fowlerville. And, that, and my guess more than anything else, my point on this is, 
Is it realistic to expect anyone to remain faithful? No. When it really comes... Is that, is that a jaded person? Are we coming at it from a, from a jaded perspective? Uh, Stacy and I, the separated people, divorced people. Dubs, you're in a great relationship. Punani, I don't know what your no, situation I'm, I'm is. I've been single, never, no kids, no marriage. Hey, look, marriage is a sacred institution, and, and I, I can... It is? Yes. It's a sham. No. How could you say it's, it's a sacred? sham because people say it is? It's the same thing about anything else. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> it's a sham because people say it is? They say that it's a sham. I think I, it has its place. Right. I mean, it doesn't it, seem to have its place for me. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's an individual's uh, decision and all that, but you can't sit there and tell me that marriage is not a sacred institution. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. If you're, you're the one who's jaded, where half of I mean, marriages end in, end, in, end in divorce. It is the reason why I have not been married. I've been asked twice, and I've asked one person. Can uh, uh, you I imagine mean, the beasts that asked for not to marry This was 15 years ago and <laughs> like 50 pounds. Give me uh, a break. Punani, you, you proposed to someone? Yeah. Reenact Re it. Do the speech. What did you say when you proposed? Well, I think there's, I think we, 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 we I think there's days. wedding music on the uh, on the Instagram. No, I mean, it's, hey, don't even Thankful. don't even do it because all what we'd been living together and it was like it, it was one of those things after a year and a half we were like let's go ahead and get married and it, it just didn't work out so. So you did it because it was the right thing to do. No, we are we are still in love. I saw her like two years ago and she you know right, here's disappointed. The she was disappointed because you're fat. Here's Punai's wedding yes. music. Go ahead. What the hell? He broke the machine. I did. Oh, <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let's, uh, Hold on. The bit's here. not falling. Yeah, now the bit's oh. dead. All right. All right. Okay. Are you ready? For <laughs> there it is. There. Yeah. Instead of giving her a ring, he gives her, like, cotton candy. He picks the cotton candy out and turns it into a ring. I, with this pretzel, I do the way. I just I went to the uh, supermarket and bought it out of one of the little quarter uh, slot things. All right, let's do Mandatory Manson. It's that time. Mandatory Manson brought to you by the Stacy Show coming up uh, right after us at 11 o'clock. Thank you for at least providing the woman's perspective that it's not realistic for anybody to remain faithful. My pleasure. I honestly don't believe that. I, 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 I mean, I honestly believe that, that it's just not possible. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Mandatory Manson. With everything that's going on right now, it's only appropriate. It's obscene. It's a mob scene. There's a mob scene going on because it's obscene. It's the hideout in JFK.
Welcome back into the hideout. It's so fresh and it's great. Deformation, age. You know my name. Uh, welcome back into it. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Uh, 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969, coming down the home stretch of the hideout. On this odd Saturday night, J-Dubs, as I believe we are still moving and flowing, trying to learn our way in the new safe, safe society that is uh, being forced upon us. And I think we've done okay so far. Um, that is Punani. Bateman is also back in the back taking your phone calls. And i got to say, we've done a lot of talking. You've heard a lot of talking just in general, about the climate that is out right now and the, uh, some would say, oppression. I, I mean, i got to admit, man, it, this for me is just... I know. You, I mean, my thing we, is... We did the show last week. You seem a little bit more in awe this week as to what's going on as far as what well, we I mean, can and cannot say. I mean, for people who don't know, I mean, my own thing, I, I do sports radio, mm-hmm. all right? And there it's, it's real obvious how to do radio. Sports radio in general is very easy, especially if you're into sports and da 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 da. So it's an easier radio show than just trying to be entertaining. <laughs> what are you doing? I was trying you gonna to play with the clown music again, <laughs> dude? I have the number one soccer-specific radio show in the nation. <laughs> Don't even. That's so funny. What is? Oh, nice, anyway, nice uh, angle. Well, I mean, I got everybody's got to have a niche. Anyways, anyways, but I mean, sports radio is very easy, and because especially if you love the sport, and you could do a baseball. You could do four-hour baseball. The sporting news. I know there's no doubt about it. I, in fact, I want, we were going to get to a lot more sports that I had that I wanted. I know. I kind of want to talk baseball with you, man. But I'll do no, that next we'll, week. We'll do it next week. We'll talk some. We'll talk some base. I'm excited. I got my fantasy baseball team going. Yeah. By the way, if but, you uh, want to try out for the False Church News Hounds that Hefe happens to play on, <laughs> shoot me an email. JFK Hideout at AOL.com. We got a great team. I, I'm returning. We got some all stars returning. Going out for a little tryout tomorrow. So uh, let me know if you're into this. But anyway, we're going through this whole thing. You know, and a lot of people have talked the talk, and now it's a matter of walking the walk. And I felt in an odd way, well, not even in an odd way, I think in the best way that you can, Yeah. I went out and walked the walk. Uh, you know, writing helps, you know, obviously, you know, you write your congressperson or whoever it is you want to do, but I voted this week. And I got to tell you, when I got done voting, man, I almost had this euphoric high. Yeah. I had this feeling of, wow, I just did something that was really cool and really big and, like, important. Even though it was the primaries, you still felt that, that feeling. Exactly. Because I, I, for, you know, it's so funny because with everything that's going on, it was one of those things where for a brief moment I felt like I had a say. I felt like I had a say in determining what ends up going on. And this, of course, I live in Maryland, and so you had the uh, Super Tuesday. And the candidate I vote voted for didn't uh, didn't win. <laughs> In fact, he. Well, you, you're gonna expect, expect Sharpton to pull it out. You know, I was gonna vote for Sharpton. I was going to vote for Sharpton, but he turned. I called and had been in touch with his people for five months about him coming on this show, and it just never materialized. It never happened, and I was like, I like what you say. You're entertaining, you know, but I can't just go vote for the entertaining vote. You know what I mean? I feel like I have to vote for somebody that can actually do something. But it's, it was so interesting because I'm just kind of amazed, and I want to give Maryland some props for the voting is so easy in Maryland. And I don't know, you know, how many listeners we got in Maryland. I know that JFK tends to dominate more in, you know, Northern Virginia. But I heard in Northern Virginia they still got like the punch cards and stuff. 
and like chads and things. I've never done anything but the punch card. And that's what I was going to say. In Michigan, you have to like line it up and you got to do the punch card and you got to have the needle poke through. And yeah. Then you got to try to figure out whether or not you voted for the right person and that whole thing's going on. In Maryland, it's like going and playing a video game. They got like a touch screen and you get insert a card and then it like sums it all up at the end for you. Well, it's idiot proof. What the f***? What the hell? What the hell's going on with this thing? Are you touching it? You broke it. No, I. Uh, never mind. Well, uh, at least locally in Fairfax County, they got the same thing as what you did—the the video game type thing. But I know what you're talking about down in, you know, as the earlier caller said, down in the Southwest, where they think they're still voting, you know, back in the 17th century almost. Um, did you out and go vote? Yeah. How'd it go? It went very well, manies. <laughs> oh, this is Matt Albert. Matt Albert, uh, what's your, how was voting for you? Now, you're old enough to vote, right? What are you, 19? Yeah, I'm old enough to get a license, too, maybe. <laughs> are you going to get a license? When's that going to happen? Uh, never. I don't know. How was voting for you? Because this is what I find interesting, that Matt Albert is our friend. He's six foot three. Um, 497 pounds, 19-year-old black virgin who can't find it in his time to get a car, who can't find it in his time to get a woman or get a job, but you actually went out and voted. How'd it go? One thing, my proper height is eight pints high, three quarts wide. <laughs> I, I'd say you're, uh, you're probably about six quarts wide. How dare you so sir. Uh, what did you get caught in the phone in the voting booth or what happened <laughs> you took it man <laughs> we're all going for the same joke we're all fighting <laughs> you're all just that, that, is, that is springer episode to get him out <laughs> hey honestly could you fit into one of those little machines where you take your picture in the mall i don't know sounds like a matt albert challenge <laughs> oh, that would be kind of funny. Like, find all these different things around the town. You see what he can and see whether or not he can fit into them. <laughs> voting booth is number one. Do you fit in the voting booth? You have to send him to a mortuary to size up coffins. <laughs> Could you imagine what that would be like? Oh, that coffin? would be. A, that's not a bad idea. See if he has to have a specially made one. How does does that depress you, knowing that you're going to have to lose weight before you die, just so you can fit in a coffin? I don't bother. Uh, I don't bother listening to you bloody pongos because I know I'll outlive all of you. <laughs> you know that's the sad truth. These big, these big guys like him. I'm a big, I'm a big beautiful man. So how would who'd you vote for? Well, me being a proper blue jacket, I went out <laughs> voting and I got and I voted for Edwards. Did you vote for Edwards? I no, guess... Lyndon Larouche. Stop. Don't tell me you voted for LaRouche. We were the only two people in Maryland, it turns out, that voted for Edwards, because I voted for Edwards, too. I have the I have the opposite Midas touch. Everything I touch turns to bilge. Yeah, make sure you vote for Boshino for then. Just go ahead and switch your affiliation and go go touch that with your with your horrible luck and your horrible hands. How dare you, Flash Packet. <laughs> I, 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 I have predictions on the fight. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well... I'm just going to skip over the Mikey D and the WB fight because there are a bunch of fairy wonkers that would love to chankle an Apple John, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I don't, but it seems like it would be funny. Well, Dubs and Hefe, I'll go with Dubs first. Dubs is a right lad with a tangerine for an eye. That leaves no suspicion that he's a, a mountebank waiting 
to unfurl his flag, if you know what I mean. No, I don't. What are you talking about? I'm completely lost. Are we still talking about Edwards? Y yes. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> hey, but, hey Doug, do you have to be 21 years old to get into the dream? I believe thing? so, yeah. Oh, man. You're... Can't, you, can't you pull some strings? I know you're a big wig in WJFK. Now yeah. you're a... Your assistant director, or whatever you call it. Programming assistant. You know what's going to swing this is when I challenge Matt Albert to a belly-busting contest as the prelim to all this fights. Who are you picking for, me or uh, me or Dubs? Well, I, do, I think you're a lunx that needs his loose, uh, a latch loosened. I don't even understand what that means. Does that a mean Dubs? A lunx yes. that, yeah. Who's you're a wily... Who speaks pirate? I don't understand. I know you're trying to be FCC compliant, but I, somehow I think that even these these words should be dumped. You're a wily Spaniard, but I think you're a lumbering lummox. That's you, all I think. Who are you going between uh, Bateman and Spoon? Uh, Spoon's a devil dodger, but I think uh, Tommy's going to make him dance the Hempens jig on air. And <laughs> I, really, I really think... Tommy's going to pull it out. <laughs> you and I are the only ones that believe Tommy has half a fighting chance against Spoon. You know what I think about it. <laughs> You're all the, why are you in Spoon's corner? I've never understood why you'd be in Spoon's corner. You hated him as much as I did. I did not. I, I had nothing but love for Mr. Spoon. You wanted me to kick him off the show right during the first live to tape. No. <laughs> you were the one... I miss it. <laughs> you were the one saying, oh, my God, this guy's psycho. We're about to sit here and audition. He's throwing a hissy fit because he can't pick the song that he wants to play. <laughs> can't hear you. <laughs> no one could. And that's the problem. That's why we got rid of him. Because this is what it was the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's the 11 a.m. hour. And I'm laughing like that. All right. Well, thank you, fat pirate. Good job. Who, who, you? Who'd you vote for Congress? There's a Congress? <laughs> all right, thank you. That's where it all happens. <laughs> Douche. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Hey, uh, did you see where Bush is kind of catching some stuff? I predicted it. I predicted the outrage. I, I think I even said it last week, where Bush is going to catch a lot of stuff about throwing out that 9-11. Oh, yeah. Have you, have you seen the commercials? I have not seen the commercials. I saw them, and I'll be honest, they, I don't think it was, there wasn't as much as I thought there'd be, like as far as the 9-11 stuff. It still seems a little disturbing to now, me, though. Now, I don't find it that offensive if he mentioned it in his ads, because it, it was a very big part of his presidency. But if that's the only thing you got, you can't pull another thing out to package with it, mm -hmm. you're, in a, you're in a bad situation. Yeah, if you have to, because I would think... I don't know. I mean, what do you think about the families being outraged? I mean, it's pretty much split where it seems like the families who were injured, for the most part, the, the Democrats are upset that he's using it, and the Republicans were like, yeah, he, he can use it because, you know, that's something that happened on the clock. Do you think it's just a wee bit distasteful, though, trying to throw something like that out there for political gain? Or no. because he's the president, it's okay because he's, you know... That's just part of the whole situation. Now, what what was on it? Was there any like footage? It, it was yeah. Well, no, not of. It was like footage of, of af the afterwards when he was the rallying. Aftermath. Like you know how you saw thing like you know the remnants of the building and like yeah. there's an American flag with the building like the you know the rubble behind. And the one that I could think the thing that really upset was you see like I guess at some point during a funeral procession or something where they're carrying a coffin. 
And it's just like, uh, wow, somebody's remains are in that. You know, and if even if not there are, if there aren't actual real remains in there, it's supposed to represent. And then the other thing too is that you have all these firefighters just sitting, like sitting on their fire engines posing for the camera. And, you know, kind of, cause that's like that whole thing where you see, like, you know, firefighters everywhere. And I know firefighters are upset with Bush, and they've already backed Kerry because of the fact that, you know, all these tax dollars, these alleged tax breaks and stuff, are costing all these firehouses to get shut down. Now, I haven't seen it yet, so could you kind of recreate what he's saying in the whole thing? Is it like this kind of music? Bush. In times of change. You need steady leadership in times of change. I'm going to be here to, to help the economy grow. I'm here to, to help you as your fearless leader. Moving on. I can defeat terrorism and me, me alone. It's, 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 now, is he voicing it? Um, No, not really. It's actually, it's got this big, deep voice guy. Yeah, okay. Where he's like, in I was going to say. But it's it's funny at the end. And I also think this is unfair, too. Have you seen where in the political ads, it's now to the point where at the end of it, they have to say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm John Kerry, and I endorse Hillary Yeah, Kerry. because uh, everyone has to be endorsed or, you know, it can't be used, right? It's, it seems unfair that he's able to say, I'm President Bush, and I endorse this ad. He ought to have to say, hey, I'm President, I, or I'm George W. Bush, and I, I endorse this ad, as opposed to... You know, yeah. I'm President Bush. It's like, hey, I'm the president. You know, the home field advantage. Um, I mean, he's the incumbent. That doesn't seem fair. All right. Uh, if if he's going to use that, I don't know why he just doesn't go as far as using. We have lost the last lap. Wouldn't it be great if he oh, if he uses Earnhardt? I I was really hurt when Earnhardt died. <laughs> he, he sings this. Well, that's the thing. You see that he's now he's trying to court what are called NASCAR dads. Yeah, that's the, that's the new soccer moms, NASCAR dads. And when you think about NASCAR dads and who they really are, they're working class people. They don't tend to be like maybe they're socially conservative, but you know these are people that need kind of help from the government a lot of times. I'm stereotyping. I feel bad about that. But come on, I've I've been I've been down to Brooklyn in the Michigan International Speedway. I've seen it before. Yeah, they're the people who need help, but they're, they're also too proud to accept it. Yeah, and so everybody's fighting over NASCAR dads. And I hate. I, I say if you're fighting over NASCAR dads, that's what you gotta do. You think? Oh, 100 percent. Would you do it? From the south. If you were a uh, would you, is that how you pitch? I always think it's going to end. Is this this is the way Dubs would end up voting? He'd get Bush and Kerry together, and he'd make them do karaoke. And whoever did this song the best would end up getting his vote. I, I'm going to put it on Kerry. He's named after it. Karaoke. <laughs> you think that's the way he's going to end up? Old number three was the only hero. A boy could ever need. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. He was the only true hero. From the south. <laughs> Eyes closed. Hero. <laughs> From the south. From the south.
Oh, it's so funny. And then he had his eyes closed. Oh, and it doesn't I'm end. It goes on. There's probably two minutes left in the song, isn't there? No, there's a minute nine. Oh, my gosh. 866-277-4969. Well, there's so much going on as far as, like, politics and stuff. Well, I mean, I don't want to rant too much. Remember the old number three. But I do want to say get out there and vote at least. You know what I mean? Just do your part. Stop being so passive. Get out there and, you know, make things happen. Now he's driving G-O-D. <laughs> I cried and I cried the night they learned I died. I cried and I cried oh, the night they learned I died. I could do this every night. I cried the night they learned I died. He was the only true hero from, from the south. The only true hero. The only true hero. That'll never get old. I think we have lost. No. Okay. Turn it at all. Do we have to give them credit for that? Hey, talked over it. Hey, we were talking about Spoon and uh, Bateman fighting. Bateman, get in here real quick. Oh my God. Have you have you eyes closed? Have you heard of this thing called MySpace? I, MySpace, I just heard of it. MySpace.com. Um, apparently, there's this whole like movement going on on the internet. Where? What do you do on this? You have like this whole website and profile or something, don't you? Now just waste time, basically. Is that what it is? What is MySpace? It's it's sort of like Friendster, even though I've never been on Friendster. What is Friendster? What are? Yeah, they? I know. I've never I heard of any of this. I, I've I've never actually been to Friendster, but someone was talking about MySpace and oh, we're gonna put these pictures up, and then I went and I was like, oh, I'll sign up. What the hell? I'll see what everyone's talking about, and then you like meet new people and like add them to your friends list and and stuff like that. Now I heard that John Kerry and. Uh, the guy you voted for, Edwards. Edwards are both on Friendster, or um, uh, it was one of those ones. Really? Yeah. With like a picture up and everything. They have like six pictures. One is of Edwards like parasailing. It's hilarious. Show you. Can we? Can we look at your profile? <laughs> I'm afraid you didn't because of the picture that's up right now. What? Go get it, please. <laughs> please bring it up. It's for motivation of uh, my upcoming uh, fight. I have to get in shape. Please bring it up. Come on, dude, actually, put it up over here. Come on, come on. Actually, I put a new one up today, and actually, some chick just sent me like a, a picture of herself, just like holding her, you know, boobs. Really? Yeah. It was actually kind of interesting that that actually. Come uh, put this right. up. I want to see now. If you have any info on what this is, myspace.com, friendster.com, eight six. Too bad no one's answering the phones. Yeah, can you go? Yeah, can you go handle that, Punani? Eight six six two seven seven. I'm warning you. This is really gay that you're looking at. Forty nine sixty nine. Yeah, that's a surprise. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, myspace.com. So you go to the front page and you log in. And this is my my thing with this dubs is how is it that people they don't even go out anymore to meet friends? It's like everything is done on the internet now. Oh my god! Wow! Can I see it? Can people find that if they're if they can go onto MySpace? Yeah. Oh wow! That all right? Look, turns out there is something gayer than uh, dubs. Tubby's a, a fan. Tubby's a virgin. Tubby's a fan. Tubby's a virgin. 
Can I still play that drop? No. No? I, I don't have my headphones on. I'm sorry. I take them off. What is it? The Tommy drop. Oh, yeah. Of course okay. you can. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. What happened to my headphones? It looks kind of weird, though. Ah, look at Tommy's this. a fag. Tommy's a virgin. It's <laughs> funny. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Click back real quick. Click uh, click back so I can look at the picture of you. Now, now play, play the... Tommy's a fag. <laughs> Tommy's a virgin. Tommy's a fag. Whenever you Tommy's click on that virgin. picture, you should be able to, to, be able to that, hear that. That should be the click sound. Tommy's the funny a fag. Thing is, oh, Tommy's I a virgin. Bet. No, I already clicked off. I just put it off because I want to you know, look halfway decent if I have to have my shirt off <laughs> during the fight. You know, since the only training I'm doing is walking my dog. Um... And then, I, so I put that up as, like, sort of punishment. So you know how some people put, like, their picture up on, the, like, the refrigerator, like, you know, stop eating, you're a fat ass? And, um... Hey! What are you pointing at me for? <laughs> oh, it was a mistake. Uh, I figured this would be more humiliating to me, so I put it up there. More humiliating than... Tommy's a fag. Tommy's yes. a virgin. <laughs> Impossible. But, but the funny thing is, I would before I would get, like, maybe one or two hits a day, but now that I put this picture up, I got, like, 70 hits, like, in two days. How many guys from Fred... Gee, that's original, Punani. You don't say that every week. <laughs> no, but are, so women are now... Because you showed me this picture of this chick who's sending you photos of her topless. Yeah, she just sent it. She was like, hey, uh, I like your picture. And I was like... What'd you say to her? Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Put it back up. Stop that. I'm going to turn it off. Let I, me look at it. Why do you want to look at my picture? Well, I want to look at MySpace, though. I want to see how this whole thing works. It looks like you're making friends over there. That's interesting. No, we don't have anything to do. We, we can goof on you for the next ten minutes. I got it slated out in my uh, outline. <laughs> Instant replays on. <clears throat> it's, it's off. It's off. <laughs> it's off. Come on, dude. Just log in. T-L... Shut up! What the hell's wrong with you? Um, now, can, can people, like, if we have any uh, buddies of ours who are on MySpace no. now, is there anywhere they can go to, to find your name? Yeah, fu.com. Come on. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. <laughs> Stop, dude. All right, which one is this? This is the chick that uh, Sideshow has been talking to. Well, nobody else can see her, but it looks like only hot girls hang out on this website. Those are the only ones they had. Is this... Did you... Is, I don't want to look at more pics. Why do you want to look at me, you fag? Jesus. Wait a second. I'm looking at the other women. They're, they're, <coughs> on this, it appears that there are just like a lot of chicks who... Why are there a lot of pictures of guys, though? Seriously. Is these, are these just buddies of yours, or are no, these friends? Or? It's a profile now. Just a bunch of dudes? Oh, okay. So you click over, and it's someone else. So this is only your own. Yeah, see, these are my friends, and then they have their own friends. All right, who's Margaret? Uh, Some whore. <laughs> <laughs> and Margaret's got a bunch of douchey guys yeah. on her profile. So this is the new way to make friends. That's interesting. MySpace.com. All right, show me a couple of other pictures as we go through this. Dubs, is yeah. this what we're going to have to get into now? Do we have to embrace the Internet? Is it to that point? It used to be where you can goof on Internet people, and now... Now everybody has a buddy list. Yeah, everybody, you got to take everybody seriously. That chick is kind of cute. She was supposed to go out with Sideshow? Yeah. What happened? What happened? She, she sort of stood him up a couple times, but she keeps calling him, and he's like, just leave me alone, whatever. And she keeps calling him, like, hey, let's hang out. And he's like, eh, let's not. Would you ever want to, like, be friends with somebody you met on the Internet? No. Do you trust it's like It's him? like being friends with a listener. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> oh, what's that about? No, but I'm serious. Like, like, some of the creepy people that, you know, like the people who come up, 
just to meet you after the shift. It's like becoming friends with those people almost, you know? You don't really know where they're coming from. There's nothing wrong with that. This, uh, all right, so apparently Matt Albert has his <laughs> own place on MySpace, and he's got a picture of Fat Albert up there. And it's so funny because his profile, his friends on this MySpace.com, uh, it's linked to Tommy. It's linked to Tommy and Tommy's nude picture. <laughs> naked, bastard. <laughs> this is so sad. You look at Matt Alberts. That guy Tom, he's like a default friend. When you sign on, he's automatically in your friends list. Oh, really? So it makes it look like you have friends? I think he's the guy that like started the whole MySpace. All right, so if you look at this, if you look at Matt Alberts on MySpace.com, it's got a big picture of Fat Albert. I'm sure that helps. Then the, the Tom, who's the automatically default friend, then the South Park community... Is a link for his friends, and then the new Tommy picture. Then I have several comments. Oh, man, I just don't want to get into this. I don't understand why we have to get into the internet. Let's not. Go. Why am I going to be forced to get into the internet, Dubs? You know, and that's the thing too. Everybody's like, "Why don't you go to satellite or internet radio?" I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? That's what the fun is. The broadcast airwaves. You're going to make us leave and go do something like that? I mean. I, I find internet radio a lot more disturbing than satellite radio. There's so much going on, on the internet. Internet. That's that's what should be regulated. That's where people are seeing the majority of their stuff. Yeah, if you can find a picture of Tommy nude, you know there's something going on. And you could easily find <laughs> Janet Jackson. He leaves the studio. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. You're evil, brother. <laughs> there it is. Let's just change the name now to Hack Zone. You ready? We're there, man. <laughs> We're there already. All right. Uh, there it is, uh, the hideout, El Jefe J-Dubs, uh, reminding you, join us. Make sure you join us uh, with our buddies, Ron and Fez. they got a big go gig going on on uh, Wednesday night, March 17th. Uh, the party's going to be at Dream. Dubs, give me the details on that dream gig. Well, it's a live broadcast with Ron and Fez happening at 7 on St. Patrick's Day at Dream. That is on Oakey Street, Northwest, in D.C. Make sure you're out there. It's going to be a blast. Wonder Boy versus Mikey D. Dubs versus me. We've done a good job of putting our uh, issues aside. And Tommy versus Spoon. Tommy versus Spoon. This is label drunk. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right. We're to, uh, Punani, thank you for coming in, brother. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, we'll chat with you guys uh, next Saturday night. Stacey Show's coming up next. 5,000. 5,000. Cameron is so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up his ass, in two weeks you have a diamond. Don't listen to the naysayers.
naysayers. Don't listen to the naysayers. Cameron is so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up his in two weeks, you'd have a diamond. You prey on people, Cam! And you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. We apologize for the homosexual content of this last scene.